Welcome to episode four of Both Down, the number one Blood Bowl podcast in Southern Nagrath. This is Steve, and with me as always is my co-host Scott, or as some people know him, Scott Prime. Howdy, primates. How are you doing today? Doing good, Steve. How are you doing? So far, so good. Um, what do we got today for the show-wise? Well, we've had a uh, busy month following up from last episode in Oklahoma Bowl. We, uh, we're going to talk about some uh, going to Bugman's Bowl. Yeah. And we're going to talk about some, we're going to have a homebrew segment. And then we have a very special interview. We do have a very special interview. Uh, we finally will... figured out how to do it. <laughs> I, would, I think we've always known. We just now got brave enough to uh, do an interview. So, yeah, we're going to. We haven't always known. But, yeah, we know how now. Shh. Don't tell them that. <laughs> <laughs> we're brilliant. We know how to do everything. Yeah, so uh, we're going to cover that in our Behind the Fluff. With Zorpcast, Johnny P. Talking about his love of the fluff. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see how we have changed Johnny P's opinion on Blood Bowl. Hopefully, we changing a lot of people's opinions. Oh, I think I think we are as we have. I mean, I think we are pushing a change, or at least pushing uh, people to be motivated in the right direction. So, towards the fluff, which is always the right direction. <laughs> is it? I would hope so. I think so. Um, like I said, we're going to talk some tournament talk. Uh, Bugman's Bowl was just last week, and we, we traveled down. Uh, we we will go into more detail round by round and what we did and all the other people that went with us did. Um, well, I guess we might as well just get this started. First segment coming up, homebrew. Ready? Let's do it. Both Down is brought to you by Wizards Asylum, your premier source for comics and games in Norman, Oklahoma. Check them out online at wizards-games.com. Hi there, this is world-famous halfling Perky Bacon Breath, and you're listening to Both Down, the number one blood bowl podcast hosted by bacon lovers. It's time for some homebrew. Wait, homebrew? Can I have some? Alright, welcome back to Homebrew. The section of uh, our podcast where we talk, try to can you know talk about the fluff or some maybe give you some fluff ideas or house rules that we use in our own Blood Bowl league, and uh, or have used at one point. And so, what is the subject today, Steve? Today we're going to be looking at how to bring the fluff into your league, because people have been responding positively to the fluff idea, and a lot of people don't know how to. You know, you put all that time and effort into a team, you got a backstory, you play someone, and then what? And we're just going to kind of go over a few different things that we have done or seen other people do, or just ideas in general. First thing we do, and what I mean, I'm sure most of you guys do, is, you know, have maybe a website or a forum of some sort. Um, you know, to be quite honest, we don't have just a website for our Dragon Bowl or Dragon Bowl, it's Dragonfire Blood Bowl League. We we do have a forum, and it's a free forum. It's on Delphi forums, and you can look up the Dragonfire Blood Bowl League on there, and you can actually see us bantering back and forth with each other. Or if we talk about maybe you know, hey, well, let's get together and schedule this game. Or if you're like me and Steve and a few other people, we'll get on there and talk in character as like. Oh, this player just had an interview. I believe the last interview was with uh, Action Jackson from your 
from your uh, Campbell yep. Claymores who vows to break the uh, touchdown record. <laughs> and if you do happen to track it down and find it, um, we haven't been on there much lately because we've been emailing each other back and forth, the trash talk, so don't don't look at it as being empty. You're just <laughs> not seeing the, the really bad stuff. But also on the forum, it's a good way for us to look at league standings and league leaders and matchups. So I've got the front page all decked out. And I know there's a lot of people out there, and you're going to have to forgive me because I don't know where they're getting the software, but there's this database out there that a lot of leagues use. I see it a lot of times in the Australian leagues and the European leagues, and even some local guys here have the same type of software, the framework where it, it tells you to you know what, what, what that league's house rule is. They, it's all database. You can go look at the roster. You can click on the individual person and see a picture and where they can actually write you know their flavor or fluff or backstory in there. And that program is great. It's really nice. And uh, that is something that we might look into if we get a few more guys in our league. We would need a lot more people in our league. Uh, currently, what we do, and for our, our small league, you know, what we do right now with the Delphi Forums, with Steve keeping up, up to date the, the front page and stuff, works great for us. And if you do it, want to check it out, I believe it's forums.delphiforums.com slash DBBL for Dragonfire Blood Bowl League. Right, or or you can search Dragonfire. That's with a Y, probably. Yeah, not an I in Dragonfire. So, um, so that that's the, one of the first things you can do. I know the the people. I don't know who the people are that make that that database for the other leagues, but I know it's available for like a donation or yeah, it's pretty a, a small purchase and stuff. You do so, have to buy it. It's if the Blood Bowl community up in Tulsa uh, use it, and they're really fond of it. And but of course. It does cost. Tulsa being a city two hours away from Oklahoma City where we're at. Oh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> For people who are not familiar with Oklahoma and the states. Very true. Um, but, yes, they are very fond of it, and the, a lot of people use it. And it is great software. It allows you to put backstory in and all that stuff. But it's all your stats. Um, that's not always an option for someone. If you have a smaller league or, you know, if you don't want to pay the fee or if you just want to do something on your own, there's always that too. That's right. And um, also, another suggestion is uh, newsletters. And yeah, this definitely is, adds a lot of fun. Adds a tremendous amount of fun. And um, just a backstory back when me and my buddies, and you've heard the story about how we played in second edition with all the teams, we, there was a couple of us that liked to draw. And, you know, you heard about Blood Bowl being sponsored by Bloodweiser. So we heard, you know, Blood Bloodweiser Illustrated and stuff. So we, actually created our own little magazine where we would draw a picture of a highlight, you know, a catcher jumping up in the air with an orc trying to tackle him or something. And then we'd write a little article about a certain player and what he did and what he accomplished that game. And it was a lot of fun because it was an outlet for us to draw and be creative and at the same time archive our league. And, of course, we didn't have internet <laughs> 20-something years ago. If, we, if it was out there, we didn't have it like we do today. So this allowed us to really keep track of our leagues and, you know, cool plays that happened and just it was awesome, you know. And, and it adds to the fluff and the feeling of the game and the fun of it. Right, and it, you got to actually see what this guy looked like versus this guy. Mm -hmm. and it, it was great. So today in our modern league that we're playing as adults, we had a guy out of nowhere create uh, Sarge Tate. He plays in our uh, Blood Bowl League and has since the beginning of the 
since the first league, that guy came up with what he calls Dragonfire Weekly. And it's also on Delphi Forbes, so you can look back and see those different weeks and stuff. And it's brilliant. It's a short, tiny, I say short, it's only like a page long, but it has so much flavor inside of it that you read this thing and you're ready to play Blood Bowl. Absolutely. If you got Blood Bowl fatigue and you lost four games in a row and you're just kind of needing a break and you read this, you go, man, I am ready to play Blood Bowl. And so um, I got it here, just right down here. I kind of jotted some notes down. Uh, and it's really simple. His Dragonfire Weekly opens up with an editor's note from um, – uh, the editor-in-chief, Al Michaels, and of course he spells it different, but it is a play on you know Al Michaels, the old Monday Night Football guy. And then he has different sections. He has uh, ye old 16 questions with uh, Micah Silversmith, who's a, uh, a little halfling guy, and he gives his opinions on the league. He ranks all the teams, and usually he puts some puns in there as well. He does love the puns. So, you know, like he'll, for example. This but we is, all do. So. This is our current week of Dragonfire Weekly in our season. And, you know, rank number one, the Campbell Claymores. And then he'll have a little line that says, after slowing down dramatically, can Axon Jackson still hit the touchdown record this year? And then it'll go on to the next team. And every one of these kind of ends in a question. That's where you get ye old 16 questions. And then he has a section where our, our man – and you probably heard him on the the Oklahoma Bowl commercials, Harry Badsaw, uh, gives his predictions. So this guy takes a character from the the Blood Bowl universe, and he makes predictions on each games, and he keeps a track of his record, and he'll bitch and moan and complain, you know, when something something doesn't go his way. And it, it's great because then you know the joke is is we don't want Harry Badsaw to pick us to win because for the first couple of seasons he didn't have such a great record picking winners. Now he's kind of bounced back, and you know he wins more than he loses. But but he also Sarge actually puts a lot of effort into looking at records, looking at matchups, and right. He, so he, he ma- takes it seriously. Yeah, he'll get the rosters out, and or he'll you know email me and say I didn't get these last two rosters in, so I can't finish up Dragonfire Weekly. So you know he takes this upon himself every every season week to create this in his own time, and I'm sure it doesn't take him long because he's more of a a writer. It still than me. takes him a couple hours though. But it would take me a day and a half is yeah. what I'm kind of getting at. So he did, this is not Bloodweiser Illustrated like we had me and my friends did 20 years ago, but this is even so much better because my mind creates the story to all yeah. these things. And we everybody and loves seeing where their team's ranked and will bitch and moan and say, why did you rank me three? And he'll <laughs> say, because you tied halflings. And, you know, it's a challenge. Like, I'll show you. I'll make the playoffs and I'll win this the whole thing. And it's And there's a lot of examples of other people doing the same thing. They put – there are people out there who do twice as much, people out there who do just a little bit. But anything you do that can bring people into, I guess, sort of the pseudo-universe that your league is in, is a good way of saying it, helps. Because, of course, we all know that Blood Bowl is in its own universe. It's a nice, tidy little universe where these teams compete. Well, inside of those are all of our universes. You know, we've got our Dragonfire little patch of the Blood Bowl universe. And inside of that, we've got all these teams running around. We've got all these lands that they hail from. And we've got rivalries. And we've got an email from one of our listeners talking about the different rivalries that they do. If, like, say, a halfling team is going up against another halfling team, it'll be called the halfling 
cup or halfling bowl or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you just you can build up that type of flavor. Well, yeah, when I make up the schedule, um, if there's if it's possible and there's two stunty teams, and, you know, with our league that only has 12 to 14 teams, usually about two stunty teams is all we're going to get. I always make sure on the schedule, because we, we act like this is American football, so we have a Monday night football game. Even though you can play your games at any time, <laughs> it still adds to it because on our Delphi forums, Steve will write up a little blurb and really build up the Monday night game. And I always try to, if there's two stunty teams playing each other, I make that the Monday night game, which Steve has to rack his brain because it's in the <laughs> middle of the season and both teams are, you know, one and they three both suck or and, oh and four. And he's got to make, got to make, make it sound up. exciting. You know, why was this game chosen? I got to get the viewers to watch it. So. <laughs> exactly. And it's really fun watching Steve do that too. So it's, it's really great. I mean, and it adds the fun. To it, and and even Sarge on his uh, Dragonfire Weekly, when it comes closer to playoff time, he'll do countdown to playoff section, where he'll talk about the teams. This team's locked into a playoff spot, and you know mathematically, this team if they lose, they're out of the playoffs, and that actually helps some guys out because they kind of wondered where they were, and mathematically, did they still have a chance yeah. to keep playing? So they can read this newsletter. And they go, well, crap, I didn't realize I was out of it. Or, crap, I didn't realize I still had a chance. I just got to win my next three games. Well, good luck on that, you know. And another fun thing to do is, I mean, of course we know it's a real league and Scott's the true commissioner. But in the Dragonfire universe, it has its own Dragonfire commissioner. Yeah, Kohler Oakenshield. Yeah. So there was a situation, I believe, earlier this season where a dwarf player or a dwarf coach. He's not really a dwarf, but he coaches dwarves. (laughs) He coaches dwarves. Uh, He was misinformed as to the speed of the dwarves. How'd that work out? Oh, um, we can say his name. Brian. He was, he's playing dwarves. He's never played dwarves before. He took the standard like chart I have to make rosters, which starts off with just the standard, you know, six, three, three, eight, I think stat line. Well, the six never got changed on his dwarf lineman. So he had these really fast dwarves. <laughs> and, you know, he we played our preseason game, our, our preseason tournament, and Brian won the Alcorn Cup with them. And, and we should, probably should have caught it, but none of us really looked. Nobody caught it. I mean, I, I never played him, so I didn't see it firsthand. And since I'm the only guy that's played dwarves before, we had another guy played, but he no longer plays in the league, I might have been the only guy to pick up when he moved him six and go, hey, what did you do? Did you just go for it twice? And nobody caught it. And, you know, nobody in our league tries to cheat. So we wouldn't think malicious anyways. But anyways, he won the tournament. We couldn't go back and replay that tournament. It it wasn't fair to anybody. You know, he didn't do it on purpose. Nobody else caught him. It was an honest mistake. So I I sent out a big letter and um, from the commissioner. And I didn't actually notice this until the first game of the regular season. It was after the first game of the regular season. I was doing stats, and I was like, whoa, wait a second. These guys have six movements. So the commissioner sent out a letter in our Delphi forums to everybody talking about how the, there's a ban now on you know uh, magic, I think it was magic sandals or something mm-hmm. like that, magic yeah. boots. The dwarf team is no, allowed, no longer allowed to do this. But since in our fluff and our flavor of our league, our commissioner is a dwarf. So he was – I took the angle of – He's mad that these guys were cheating in the fluff. But he's but more he, mad that they got caught. He's more mad that they got <laughs> caught. He was, And that's why 
I just justified that we're going to keep the all the records are going to stand. We're not going to go back and change it. We're just going to look forward and move on. And so it added that great kind of corrupt feel to the Blood Bowl universe and league. And you know, really, if because realistically, it didn't mean anything, and there's no reason to penalize them for it. So we just kind of said, okay, well, that's how it is. So. Let's move on. Exactly. So, And this gave us a way to do that. Yeah, and it was really fun. It was a fun, fun approach, and you can do these same things in your league. I mean, one thing that we don't have down in our uh, show notes here, Steve, but something I thought of is people talk all the time about them being the coach. And I realize when you go to tournaments, you fill in your name as your coach or whatever, mm-hmm. although I never do that. I always make a guy – the coach. I actually name my coach for my team something other than myself because, you know, flavor wise, I'm not really coaching that team. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I don't exist in that the Blood Bowl universe. So I always try to actually have a real coach then. And, you know, even at times, and we've done this a very few times in our, our own Blood Bowl league, if somebody has taken over a new team or maybe take a different approach or had a bad streak of games, we t- we have guys that say, hey, I'm going to fire my coach. And they'll fire their coach, and we'll make a write-up of it. And sure, it's silly. It makes no real sense. It makes you feel better, though. But it sure adds some drama to it. And what's funny is, is a few times that's happened, the team has actually changed their luck somehow. You know, like <laughs> they've done better. You know, maybe they were losing all their games, and then yeah. they, they went 500. They won as many as they lost. One team, a guy just uh, – he ran. He just didn't have time to finish his season with his Dark Elf team. So he's like, I'm going to bow out if somebody can take over. So as a commissioner, I took over. Well, I fired the coach immediately, and I assigned a new coach. I, I found a Dark Elf name generator, put my name in, tried to get something similar out of there. And so I became that coach. Well, as a commissioner, I had to operate this team like it was him, going all out to try to win games. Well, we went undefeated <laughs> under my under my tutelage. And so it made some of the guys in the league mad, but the new coach, man, he was bloodthirsty, and, <laughs> and it was just a fun element. Uh, we've had guys that just get rid of a player for no reason just because, you know, this guy plays bad. He's cursed, and it's great. Yeah, and it's just a little, like we've said, I mean, it's just a little bit of fun, a little bit of fluff. Anything you can do to add to that is always great. Um, some people go the extra mile and actually write a lot of fluff. Uh, was that the Blitz magazine that came out? Oh, yeah. We're going to talk about a little bit of that yeah, in the sh- shout-outs later. But, yeah, the Blitz magazine has tons of stuff in there. ton of content. Not it's You know, it's actually true news about Blood Bowl. It's about models, about World Cup and all this. But there's also fan fiction in there, and it's just fun to read. And they gave us a shout-out, so we'll give them a shout-out. Yeah, we and appreciate that. And since they thought we were from... They thought we were from Canada. Right. So, obviously, this is coming from New Zealand. Is this? No, it's from Australia. But we're going to say it's from New Zealand. No, we're not going to take them <laughs> off. That was an honest mistake. I know. We'll just give them a hard time. We got a, into a lot of uh, banter with, uh, I think, Tristan and stuff at the time. And mm-hmm. I can see where that came from. Oh, yeah. So. Definitely. No, we appreciate the shout-out from Blitz Magazine. And uh, later on, I'll give out the uh, email, and, or not the email, the website for that. So, Might as well do it now while people well, are listening. Well, then I see now I have to dig through my notes. Uh, Blitz Magazine, you can find that. Um, the website here is rather long, so I will put, post this on our uh, Realistically, I post the just website. go to blitz.osbold.com, right? 
Well, I actually found the link to it through uh, com, and then you can go, you can look up Blitz, or you can go uh, slash uh, 2012 slash 01 slash Blitz 3 HTML, which yeah, they is don't care. rather long. It's just go to Osbol. Just, just go to bothdown.com. Yes. And I will link it there and you can go see it. It, it or is a, Google. Google's a very good It's resource. like a 120 pages long magazine. It's insane. The guys put in a ton of work. There's it's got tons great of, art. Great artwork. They put the magazine together great. Uh, go download it. It's a pretty big PDF file. It's like 25 megs. It's very or big. More. But it's awesome. Even if you just go through there and look at the pictures, I know it sounds silly because since they put in a lot of work with uh, tournament coverage and stuff. Go go check that out. Yeah, I mean it's it's really awesome. And again, that whole concept of another way to spread the fun of the fluff. That's right. So just remember, simple things like newsletters, websites. You can get free news. <laughs> you can do all this on on free forums if you want. If we're doing it on Delphi forums, anybody can. So. Yeah, I mean I have no HTML knowledge really. I just copy and paste and. But I you look pretty good. You do pretty good. good. Yeah. yeah. Steve knows enough to put our little team icons in there so the standings will change. It's it's pretty awesome. So there you go. And I think that wraps up homebrew. Yeah, don't have a whole lot about this one this week. We'll have a bigger section maybe next week, but for right now. Or next month. Or next month. Or however yes. they're listening to this, if they're catching up. That's it true. could be could week by week or day by day. Yeah, this is the first time you're listening. Go back and listen to the other ones because we do a better job there. All right, guys, we're going to take a little uh, quick break here. We're going to come back with uh, Behind the Fluff. This is Morgan Thorg, Ogre Blocker for the Chaos All Stars. You are listening to Both Down. With Steve and Scott. Now, Morg presents Behind the Fluff. Welcome to Both Down's first ever interview. Today we got Johnny P from the Zlurp cast. Welcome, Johnny. What up, Sean? What's going on, Both Downers? Not much. You like that both downers or no? Uh, no your, I like it. It's, it's it's better than jackasses. I mean, I mean, did you guys have like a, a another you know kind of alias set up like a you know like someone could say Zlurpcasters for us? Both downers is that okay? Sure, Th- that's as good as it's probably gonna get. <laughs> so Johnny, we got you on here because like we have like changed your life. Your life. We've cleansed your soul. We've you're a newborn man. Now in Blood Bowl, you came from the background of teams like Liz in My Pants and other type of what I joke as uh, horse racing team names to to now you you care and you're giving back and you just love Blood Bowl so much. You want to create fluff and history for your teams. Is that all true? Um, yeah, that is all true. Um, you know, just to give you a little bit of background, um, I've been playing Blood Bowl off and on since junior high, like second edition. And then as it moved to third edition, which is pretty much the basis of the game we still play today, we started a league in 1996 called the Old World Football League, the Awful League. And we've ran a league every single year, like long leagues, like six months long usually, and um, every year up until 2003. So I used to be way into that 
aspect of it. The idea of I've got this team. I'm going to have a cool background. Um, I'm going to get attached to the players. It's going to be very hard to cut someone or if they get injured and you get very attached to it. And then, you know, different things happen. People get different jobs and families and whatever. So then the leagues start to become every two weeks instead of every week. Or it's every two weeks, but people miss every now and then. And it just, it kind of lost its, I don't know. For me, the leagues have lost its magic and it's been lost for like a good eight years now. Well, I'm proud of you guys for uh, that transition between second edition and third edition for my friends was just like they didn't want to go to it, you know. Was it a completely different game at that point? It was completely different. The block dice, uh, just, you know, you didn't add strength versus strength for blocks and, you know, you lost some of the charts for the blocks and the tackles and stuff like that. My friends just couldn't handle it. It was just too much change and so I dropped out too for a while of, you know, playing third edition up for probably almost 10 years, you know. You know, in our case, it wasn't that hard of a transition because it was it wasn't even the same people. It was it was my, me and my brother and a few other guys playing second edition, and then when we went to third, it was just me and my brother and new guys, like okay. people we worked people we worked with, people whatever. And so, yeah, I mean, it wasn't too bad for them. It was a brand new game and really for everybody, it was a brand new game. I mean, Right off the bat, you have block dice telling you what's what. That's right off the bat. That's a completely different game. I look back now and I can't believe I'm at first was having troubles accepting third edition because the game overall is so much better than second edition. It's yeah, ridiculous. I've, I've gone back and I own all the copies of the editions now, and just looking at those old rules, it's like I don't even understand what's going on here. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like you look back as like what's a com level. You know, remember that catchers had com. Why don't you call it? Catchy? It was cool. It was cool. Oh, was it cool? I remember reading once. I thought it was com level. I was well, it was CL on the stat sheet. So we, I thought that was cool. I could be wrong maybe, on that. Yeah, throwing com- skill and cool. I thought maybe com level is British for cool. <laughs> well, I mean, they have nerves of steel on some of them now, right? Which is sort of the same thing. Keeping it's, cool, keeping calm. Yeah. Well, it, one it of might the, have been calm. Yeah. I don't know. One of the biggest ones is the fact that everything was based on modifiers too, right? And you had like Mighty right. Blow level one, two, and each of them added stuff. That's and right. That, now it's just kind of like you either got the skill or you don't. Right. Yeah. And it is it is a better game, but I remember at the time we couldn't accept it. And, you know, in some ways, looking back, and I know this is getting a little bit off subject, but it's good discussion, we felt in some ways semi-betrayed by Games Workshop because we were used to this this NAF that they told us that all these teams existed, and then all of a sudden teams like the Dwarf Giants and, you know, the Reichland or Reekland Reavers, however you choose to pronounce it, weren't in the third edition games. You kind of heard about them, but they tried to sell you on you want the, what do they call the Dwarf team? The the Grudge Bearers instead of the Dwarf Giants. And, mm-hmm. you know, you didn't have the Middenheim Marauders anymore. You just had a team called the Marauders. And we kind of felt like betrayed, like they threw out some of our, our fluff or history that you know we embraced, and that kind of threw us off too. I could totally see that. What I, I think in second edition, you had some amazing fluff. I remember the old handbook and rule book. There's some hilarious pictures of the teams on there, like Nurgle's Rotters, and they're all like actually decomposing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's that one. Who's that one? Is it, is it the Chaos All Stars? There's like a there's like a mutant guy sitting on a, a lawn chair or something. It's just like funny pictures. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it was all and those pictures are great. I think it's um, bloodbowl.org, I think, is the is the old school picture archive. Yeah, I think and someone so. scanned in all those. They're really cool. And then third edition comes out. The game is a thousand times better, but you're right. They they did this thing in the the fluff that was like um, 
you know, the NAF collapsed and that was part of the storyline. And now these are wandering teams and it's like challenge matches instead of set schedule. And they really tried to gear it towards uh, that. And then they merged it with the Warhammer universe. And that's where you still, you know, obviously the same models, right? The high elf models are the same ones. And they decided to sell everybody on the idea of, all right, so over here, these guys fight to the death and hate each other. Over here, they're playing some football. (laughs) Totally cool, right? (laughs) I always took it to be a separate universe. Did they actually incorporate it into the same universe? Well, originally, it was a different universe. At that third edition, it seemed to me, I mean, that it was merged. But then when, um, after third edition came out, it was out for a little while, then the Blood Bowl magazine started coming out, and then these the Citadel journals with different articles, and then some updates started to be made, and then they decided to go with the idea of, no, it's a different universe, and that's when the Pro-Elves came out, and that's when like the new Ogres came out and Vampires. Um, but the, the Pro-Elves is actually, or the Elves, if you want to call them, that was the really resurgence of bringing it back to its own universe. That's oh. where they officially said, Jervis and those guys said, Okay, it is. Sorry, we screwed up. It is a different universe. High elves shouldn't be wearing tall hats. In fact, it probably shouldn't even be high elves because <laughs> they're not. I mean, it's just elves. It's like there's no empire, but there's humans. So yeah. there should be elves and not high elves. Like it, you know, it, it shouldn't be an army. And so they kind of realized, we made a little mistake, but they started to go to that that throwback style. That more instead of Warhammerish looking, it was more like I don't know, like cyberpunk kind of like looking style where it's like futuristic football ish um, and that's when it, I think it really started coming back and I think around that same time GW re-released third edition anyway um, it came out in 93 then I think when all this was going on in 98 that's when our leagues really got you know but we had you know people getting into it for the first time because I think they re-released it and had some white dwarfs and they had actually, some new human models come out at the same time didn't they uh, uh, no that was a little little while ago yeah, a little after, but they did the elves right. and um, vampires and ogres were all part of that um, that kind of resurgence. And then, yeah, the humans did come out. I think it was early two thousands, okay. maybe oh three oh four. Um, but at that time, they still had the fanatic division, or then became the specialist games division, and they did release new stuff that obviously all went away, unfortunately. <laughs> right. Oh, cool. Um, but yeah, it's yeah, it's um, you know, like I said, from from a fluff standpoint. Um, uh, yeah, I, I should probably say this because I think it, we lost it before. But yeah, from a fluff standpoint, um, it was a big part of my hobby of Blood Bowl. You know, you're collecting models, you're painting models, converting, and you make up a cool team and you get behind them and, what you know, things happen to them and they get hurt and all that. And that sort of went away for me because then we had these leagues and then things start to happen. And then I moved a little bit further away um, and it just kind of. You know, I didn't, I didn't have a regular league. And even when I was in a regular league, it wasn't really that regular. It, it was different. It Somehow it lost its magic for me. So I started playing tournaments more, and I love them. I, tournament play is my favorite style of Blood Bowl to play um, because I just like the idea of, I mean, off the field. It's getting together with my friends that I don't get to see, and we play some games. Yeah. And But what happens is you're, you guys are exactly right. Just as a byproduct of it. I mean, come on, you're playing like four games in a day. Sometimes you really have enough to think about, you know, how, you know, number six star quarterback, Joe Schmo, how he's, you know, you don't have that. Like, I don't know. You don't have that. You don't have the emotional tie to it. No, it kind of, it doesn't have a history of it. So your emotions aren't really vested and they don't die. They don't get hurt. They just get better. 
yeah, they get, they heal, they get better. It's, it's not a big deal anymore. And I'm not saying you can't do it, you know, like extreme, my, my co-host and, you know, friend for, they've been playing with it for so long. He, he has some of his team, like the 40 miners is his, is his favorite team. It's his dwarf team. He's got names for them all. He's got history with them. He's got, he's got a website he built honoring them and all their different awards. And some are real things. Some are made up things. It's great. Um, yeah, but I've been to his site. Yeah. He's put a lot of hard work into that. He did. It's really cool. Um, he, and it's, it's, it was harder for me to do something like that because he's still able to maintain that connection with them, even though, you know, one day you're, uh, you know, you know, grim, whatever, you know, has a block and the next day he doesn't cause it's a different tournament. And now he's got a strength increase, but he's not going to have that in the next tournament. You know, it's not the same for me. So I find that very hard, hard to do, but I'm trying to work on it. And that's when you turn to the dark side. You speak of that. And when we came up to chaos cup, uh, you know, I took my chaos dwarf team from our league and the Blackwater Bulls, and it was very hard for me to not put the most current roster on my sheet because yeah. so I I pulled some of the guys in our league and stuff, and I kind of went with the the best all time guys to make that tournament team, and I I fumbled around, no pun intended, I fumbled around and stuff with this for like. Ten, a week to 10 days on like how am I going to name my guys and it was very important to me it's like which bull centaur do I want on here which hobgoblin am I going to give sure hands to to be a ball carrier you know do I give it to my current roster guy or do I go back to you know Cyrus the crotch virus because he was for, for two seasons he was the man hobgoblin he carried the ball for me and it's so stupid that I worried about it for a tournament that's resurrection and doesn't matter but it mattered to me, you know. It's not stupid at all. It's actually it's pretty cool, and it, it, it it's easy to get it get kind of you know lost in the shuffle of that, and that's going to happen. Um, especially if you're switching out teams. Like I'm trying to get through um, all 24 teams through NAF tournaments. Like I don't care what my ranking is. I'm not I'm not good. I'm not horrible. I'm right in the middle. I just want to get a record with all of them, just for a fun kind of variety thing. But Makes it extra difficult to get a connection to the team when every single time after the tournament, it's like, okay, back in the box or, you know, back to whoever I may have borrowed it from. I mean, it's, that's it. Yeah. Right. So it's, it's tough. It's a, you know, it's a different game. When I started playing tournaments, um, my first tournament was Chaos Cup 04. And it was right around the, little after the inception of the NAF. And something that like uh, me and also like my brother and a couple other guys in our league would do is, we would make sure that the team we brought to a tournament was always a different team than our, our main league team because we had the hardest time separating not just stats, but, you know, part of the emotional thing. But, you know, a lot of it was our league. I had a, you know, a Norse catcher with four strength and he was like every game. He's the guy. I mean, he's, you know, became the man in these league games. Then I'll go to a tournament. I'm playing Norse. It's like, wait, I have to start from scratch and I don't I don't have my guy anymore. Completely different uh, mentality because it's a different team. Plus, it'll so mess I, with I, your gameplay because you yes. keep thinking, I have to feed the ball to him. And you're like, oh, wait, no, I don't. I need to yeah. give it to someone else. So I made it a point to always use a different team um, than than whatever I used in my league. And that's, it's, I mean, I, I guess you could say it's still been the case when I've been in leagues. Um, although there, I did have a Nurgle team in 09 that I took to Chaos Cup in 09. Wonderful result. I think it went like one and four or <laughs> a tie. And it was horrible. I'm like the worst Nurgle coach in the country. But in my league, I got to the finals <laughs> and I, I nearly beat this super overpowered Slon team that had an extra league under his belt. I only, I, this was my first season with them. 
He had an extra league under his belt and all. I mean, he had a lot of AG five salon catcher. I mean, it was, Jeez. it was pretty ridiculous. Um, and I got to the finals I lost, but so there, there goes to show you that league play and tournament play is a whole lot different. What was your Nurgles team's name? Good question. They were called the Hurtstone, the Hurtstone toxins based off of the Houston Texans. Nice. And, well, I say nice, but I actually bought the team. Uh, I got a really good deal on it. It was uh, somebody on Talk Fantasy Football advertised it, and they called it that. They had a little story with it. I just I took the whole thing. I was like, this is great. It was like the whole package, you know, like give me it all. Because he had a, a Beast Man Standard Bear with a Herdstone Toxins logo on it, too. I'm like, this is the greatest thing. It was like 150 bucks too, which if I were to buy the models alone, it would have been you know, close to a hundred and he converted every single one. Wow. It was crazy. I'll have to show it to you sometime, but it's a great team. I like it a lot and it's got some fluff with it. And like I said, every single model looks different too. Um, so I, I would try, and that's actually one of the teams I'm using as a model for the rest of mine to get back in that mode of, you know, getting connected back to the teams. Good. I mean, the connection is definitely where half the fun is to me anyways. Because I want yep. to bring different teams, different tournaments, and to me, the gameplay is one aspect, but just the idea of it seems odd to me to take a team that I've already taken to a tournament to another tournament because I've already played them. And mm-hmm. it just feels like I need to give the opportunity to more of my teams. It's like I'm this grand owner and I own a whole bunch of teams and i got to share the wealth and spread it around. But that also comes from me and Steve actually became friends through Heroclix. And, um, you know, I don't know if you played Heroclix, but you'd have people... I did for a little bit, yeah. You'd have people show up with their same team week in and week out. And me and Steve's like, you have, you know, 50 Heroclix. Why don't you use all of them and make up different teams? And so then that led us to actually judging Heroclix and... We force people to change their teams by making different scenarios. You know, you can only play with veteran guys, or you can only play with guys with uh, a surname, you know, Dr., Mr., or something. You know, we changed it up and forced people to do stuff. And, you know, we're trying to also add that into our tournaments that we want to do, you know, through both down. That's good. Did you force them to play with, the, like, things that made sense, too? That drives me nuts. I, I play here for yeah, I played Heroclix for a little bit, and I played Star Wars Miniatures for a little bit, and I saw the same problem of both, is that people had these teams of you know, superheroes, or in the case of Star Wars, you know, whatever, people that don't belong together from different eras completely. Yeah. Um, I mean, one guy, you know, going to the Star Wars thing, he had, like, Anakin and Vader and, like, the same group. <laughs> That like, stuff would drive me crazy, but you could talk to comic guys, and they go, well, that one time... I know, that's whatever. Bad. Well, you see, it's an alternate universe, and they right. they coexist at the same time because they're actually offspring and blah, blah, blah. If you blah. read Alan Dean Foster's book, in, Mind, in the Splinters of Mind's Eye, Luke actually looked at himself peeing in the mirror. Of and, course, yeah. You know. It was funny. I wish in real life you could always use the, like, the asterisk alternate universe to get out of anything you say. Like, oh, it's an alternate <laughs> universe. So whatever, alternate universe. You know, like, you're right, because comic book... <laughs> It's so true. That's the one thing where it's like no matter what you say, they say, um, there was actually an offshoot, a a one-off series where they teamed up. It's like, okay, that didn't actually happen, but I'll never know, so you win. Exactly. Exactly. So, but anyway, yeah, so, um, you know, after listening to your guys' show, uh, I think you you have three episodes, right? Yep, so far. Three and a half? Yeah. Yeah, I've listened to them all because you guys are, you know, a bit related to to our podcast. No, I didn't say awesome. No, Um, we are awesome, though. uh, I'm not... It's hard for Just me to say, say that. it. Just say we're okay, awesome. You guys are both equally awesome. Good enough. <laughs> we'll take yeah. it. I still think it's an insult, but I'll take it. 
<laughs> I don't give normal compliments. They're always backhanded, no matter what. So, um, but then, so I was listening to your podcast, and the last episode you were talking about, um, you know, the background of teams, and you you mentioned one of your uh, guys in your league. He played the Hanna Barbarians, and I was like, oh, that's pretty funny. It's cool. And you're like, oh, but Hanna better be a freaking city. Better not just be the guy who wrote the cartoon. You're just trying to be exactly. funny. You can be funny, but you better back it up too, right? And it doesn't take that much more effort to do so. So why no, not? No, it doesn't. Right? Exactly. Um, so I kind of made a little list here. Want me to want me to run through some of these teams? You yeah, I want to hear some of your teams because I'm really jealous of um, through talking through you through email and stuff. You were talking how this podcast has changed your mind and attitude on on some of the teams, and I'm really a big fan of the is it the Lost Skaven uh, Gamblers. Yeah, so let, let me. Uh, that's actually the first one on my list here. So um, again, and this is part of the reason for doing this is also the fact that I'm trying to get through all the teams with NAF, which I like it because there's certain teams I wouldn't play in a tournament. I'm going to a tournament this weekend in Indianapolis called Royal Rumble. It's all wrestling themed and all that. But I bring in Kemry. I hate Kemry. I would never want to play them ever. They just don't interest me at all. I'm borrowing my brother's teams. I don't have one, but I want to get a ranking with them. It's hey. one of the just. Hey, you Steve, know, some, some, somebody in our league won the whole league with a Kimry team, right? I don't think so, no. <laughs> He's lying. <laughs> I, I won the whole league with Kimry. Boom! I bet you're still trying to pick up the ball, too. <laughs> that is always a difficulty. <laughs> so anyway, so yeah, so I got this Skaven team. I'm building a second edition base Skaven team. It was always my favorite Skaven models by far. I was not a big fan of the third edition ones, and... The ones people convert out of plastics are, are pretty cool, but I really like the second edition one. So I got my hands on one, and I uh, have not started painting yet. I am going to do that one myself. But I'm a I'm a you know football fan, obviously, and wrestling fan, and I remember the XFL. We used to go to those games. So I decided um, I got a, a Las Vegas Outlaws jersey. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to paint these guys like the black and gold of that and call them the Las Vegas Outlaws. Awesome. Oh, Sam, I'm so jealous. That's a such a perfect name. I wish I would, wish I would have <laughs> came up with that first so I could say you're copying me. I know, right? Especially now that it's on, on your show. It's official now, you know? I'll just, edit, I'll just edit this out. We'll have a big no, beep no, through that section. He's, he's in charge of editing. Steve, Steve won't allow that. He's got a heart. That he's, is true. He's trustworthy. Um, so that, you know, I'm working on that team right now. I'm going to probably have that towards the end of the year done, and that way when I am ready to play Skaven, when I get towards them, I have other teams waiting to be played. I'm going to, you know, get those ready to go. Uh, I got the Nurgle team, which I mentioned, the Hearthstone Toxins, those – I bought off of a guy on TFF, did a great job with them. And then my Lizard Man team, people have seen this. Lizard's actually one of the teams I'm, you know, moderately good with. And that's, um, I used to call him Liz in my pants. And that was where it started the whole thing. And everyone, of course, gets a kick out of the names. I'm the funny guy, whatever. I have the funny names. And it's, you know, it was a funny name, but it's, like you said, a horse racing name. And I think part of it, that's a, be a, go on a tangent too much, but I think part of it with the funny names is also um, knowing you're going to a tournament and knowing the tournament organizer is going <sighs> to announce the names just to get him to say it. And it, it yeah, and we it, got a taste of that at Chaos Cup, you know, when people did that to you. So it, it was humorous here, and you had to spill off some of the crazy names and stuff. So. You know, it's funny. I'll, I'll take a weird funny name I have to read off over, like, a foreign sounding name. This guy, Nathan, from Wisconsin, he had, like, this whole, um, like, ninja Japanese theme and of course his team name was something that you couldn't even pronounce it was just <laughs> ridiculous and I think I said it differently every single time yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah so I got losing my pants and um, I'm thinking about um, I actually I, I like to I like to try to get like a jersey or a shirt that goes with my teams too again just to 
just to wear them with them for fun. I have it for most of my teams, actually, some kind of apparel to go with them. And my Lizardman team are painted purple and orange. I bought those from a guy, Ed Slurpee Bowl. It's funny. We played a match, and uh, I was like, man, I really like this team a lot. He converted some really cool plastic lizards. He's like, you want to buy them? So I was like, <laughs> well, if you paint the whole team, like 16, uh, yeah, I'll do it. So, you know, I picked up that team. Did he beat you with that team? Um, I think I think we actually ended up with a draw. I think um, oh, okay. it was a day I played against two, like I think three Lizardman teams getting so sick of them, and I, it made me want to play them. <laughs> I was sick of fighting, you know, six strength four guys and a croc. So essentially seven guys that are always going to be higher strength than most teams out there. Yeah. And I was like, All right, I'm getting a little tired of this. Um, especially, I think I was playing dwarves, and lizards on dwarves are one of the worst matchups for dwarves because dwarves work great. Um, with all their skills and, and all that, but lizards, I know when you one to one match up all those dwarves, take them out. So I, yeah, I got that team, used them in quite a few tournaments, did pretty well with them. But I got to think of something to go with them. So I have a jersey I wear when I play them. It's actually a, a Clemson Tigers jersey, but it's like a pr- alternate purple one with orange because I got it because it was the team colors. So maybe I'll do something with their name, or not really sure yet. So I'll have to I'll have to work on that. Yeah, it's kind of hard to name a lizard team after tigers. Yeah, I'm, but you know, the, the paw print on the jersey could be like a dinosaur kind of print, so I might do something like that. Ooh, that'd yeah. be cool. You know, because it, it actually looks, it's just like a footprint kind of thing, so. Yeah, the I'm going to work on... fossils. The what? Fossils the Clausen fossils. Makes them sound like they're dead. They are. You know they're <laughs> fake, right? Oh, no. Yeah. I live in a world where I think Blood Bowl exists. <laughs> Blood Bowl does exist. <laughs> Um, so I, then I have my dwarf team, which let me ask, uh, you know, and I want to get your opinion on some things too. So my dwarf team, which is, I know I don't have many teams that I'm quote good with. I don't want to say I'm really good, but I'm not, but dwarves, I, you know, I've won more than I lost, I think. And, um, I had them painted for me by this, this guy in Italy. He was painting on commission and he, you know, great, great rates. And it worked out well. He was a really good painter. I wanted it to be all black and white. And I showed him a picture of one I saw online. I think it was actually in, that old school picture archive in the gallery section. I said, take this and make it exactly for me. Oh, and it's the I picture to... of the dwarf blitzer that's black and white. Um, well, the whole team is is black and white. Oh, okay, all right. I, I mean, I mean, painted black and white. Sorry, I mean, yeah, not not an illustration. There's that on that same website. There's gallery of real teams, but real with miniatures, um, and it's black and white armor painted black and white. So. I wanted a team that looked like that, and um, you know, being a heavy metal fan, I like Black Label Society, and I have I have a shirt. It's all black and white. That was going to be my theme, and I used them quite a few times. So let me ask you guys: Does that qualify as a, a fluff? You know, in your league and in, in your mindset, would you call a team called the would you, a team called the Black Label Society, and all their player names are their song titles, but their song titles that like a person would would be like one 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 guy's called, um, you know. Reverend uh, Black Mass Reverend because that was a song they had. One was one's called um, the Overlord because that was a song they had. I didn't just take like a song <laughs> that doesn't sound like a name. So would that qualify? And if not, what should I do to them to make them qualify? I think it would probably qualify. I mean, Scott's the final say in, in our league, but to me, the problem just taking the name Black Label Society and changing it to Black Label Society, where you're not changing it at all, to me, that's a red flag. I'm going to kind of agree with Steve. Uh, it it doesn't bug me for in some instance because if you can c- come up with the fluff behind it or the reason they're called that way. And I'll give an example. There's a guy in our league who he loves the pun of uh, the black-eyed peas, 
but he wants to run an Amazon team called the Black Eyed Bees, and it's because their owner, what, beats them up? Is that the they're joke all, that I don't get? They're Steve? all named after battered women. They're all named it's after an Amazon battered, team. Like Tori Amos. And, <laughs> so they're the Black Eyed Bees. So oh, Black Eyed. So they're Black Eyed, but the joke is based off the Black Eyed Peas, obviously. So I told him if he could work that in. So he, he decided to come up with Black Eyed. Which is how is that spelled? Spell B L A C H I E D. Okay, and okay. and that that is a, a a mountain, one of the tallest mountains in a certain mountain region over there in Amazonian or Lustria. So is that, that real, or did he make that up? He ma- he made this up. Okay, uh, and that's totally fine. Just 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 wondering. Right. So they're but actually see, that's the point. If you don't know and you can't tell, then we're doing the job right. <laughs> so you are hundred percent right. Yep. So officially, his name is the Mount Black Eyed Bees. And, of course, we just shortened it to the Black Eyed Bees in our league. And, yeah, he's changed people's names, so it pronounces Tori Amos, but it doesn't look like Tori Amos. I mean, not not really clear like the singer Tori Amos, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, Like Oprah Winfrey was like O apostrophe something something, and I think her last name was actually just the free part and stuff. Yeah, Um, something like that. I like the idea of using songs, though, as part of their names. Uh, Reverend, so somebody, and maybe one of the band members' last names, or Overlord, you know, if the lead singer's last name is uh, Smith, uh, or, yeah. or something like that, you know. Uh, the the Overlord's a decent enough name, and the okay. Reverend is fine. Well, what, uh, what about, uh, so would it be more, should I should I look at doing something like, because uh, the, the shirt I wear with them, it says Black Label Society, but it also says just BLS too. Should I look for j- just doing something else or should it be, an, should I create a town called that? I mean, what, what would you, I mean, because, you know, I, I want to just kind of curious to see if you think on its own could could, uh, could fit in or if it needs to be altered to make it a town and their name. And is society even a name, right? It's not a, it's not like, the Tigers or something, you know, it's not a nickname of a team. You what can, do you think about that? I see it if you're just asking my opinion, and I'm no expert, so please don't – whoever's listening, don't think that we're the fluff experts or anything like that. But I see actually something where, yeah, you have maybe a town or a region that these guys are from, and once you're fans of them and, like, the hardcore people are the Black Label Society, and they all – they're all, you know – maybe like underground fans or something, you know, they lift up their sleeve and they have a tattoo or something, a, a label that indicates that maybe that these guys were, I don't know, the greatest warriors that played maybe at one time on the pitch or that they were in some type of like secret coven or something, or maybe an underground dungeon bowl team that played, you know? See, my, okay. prob- my problem is I'm currently stuck on them being halflings and calling them the Black Ladle Society. <laughs> <laughs> Did you actually do that? No, he didn't do that, but that's really cool. He just came up with that. Yeah. But that's. Well, it's not, it's not allowed because Scott won't allow it. <laughs> I don't know, black label, but good enough. It's hard to come up with fluff with halflings, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Since okay. They, they just want to come from the moot. But I don't know. I mean, you could work anything in. And honestly, yeah. the black label society sounds. They could be the blacksmith label society. Dwarves are known for bad. blacksmithing. Yeah. Oh, the Blacksmith Label Society? Yeah. Or shorten to the Black Label Society. Yeah. And you can spell point. black, you know, what is it, B-L-A-Q-U-E or something. Q-U-E, like Blacksmith yeah. from the Cable comic. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's just some ideas. I mean, oh, for, that's good for example, Johnny, um, 
this last weekend we went down to Bugman's Bowl, and my vampire team was really kind of based off of a, a semi-pun that I tried to get for WWE. It was the Stanfordheim Titans, and Stanford is where Stanford, Connecticut's where uh, WWE is located. And, of course, Titan Sports used to own WWE as the official name. So I was the Stanford Hind Titans, and I was really a vampire team, and I used these little, like, squinky miniatures that we'll talk about later tonight on the podcast for my miniatures. They were like little WWF guys. So I still said it's a cool WWF. name, by the way. I like it. I, st- I still said WWF. It's been, like, what, 12 years since the change to WWE? Anyways, yeah, if I threw out the name Mark Calloway to you, would That's you have gotten- Undertaker. Okay. So I named one of my vampires... Uh, mean Marcus Callaway the Callus, and that was a nice. pun on his real name, and one of his old couple of his old names because he used to he be was Mar- mean Mark Callus. Exactly. So I threw that together, and I actually looked up vampires' rankings. So he's like Bishop, Mean Mark Callaway the nice. Callus and stuff. So I changed it just slightly. I I have a I have Reverend. Speaking of reverends, for one of the other vampires was Cain, whose real name is Glenn Jacobs. Well, yeah. I changed his name to Reverend Cain Jacobs, and I changed the spelling just a little bit. But whoever follows wrestling got the joke or the theme, and everybody else just thinks it's a cool vampire name, you know? Yep. So it's good. Um, it's nice to have the the best of both worlds, and that I guess it's not to insult anyone, but people that are in on the joke and people that aren't. It doesn't matter as long as they think it's cool either way, right? Well, at Bugman's, I had people look at the roster and thought that was just cool that I had all my thralls of vampires named this way, and some people got it, you know, and I, that's fine, you know. Yeah, I would never have gotten it if he didn't tell me and if his miniatures didn't look like wrestlers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that gives it away. It does. <laughs> but uh, Okay, so I, some other teams I've got. Um, another team I played for a long time off and on is, called, is my Wood Elf team, and they're called the Shamrock Shakes. And let me give you some brief background on them. All of their names are a combination of trees and Irish names. Like my catcher's Maple O'Malley. I've got Pine Armstrong as my war dancer. I love that. I've got um, Evergreen O'Reilly in there. I've got, you know, so that was all of their their names were a tree and then an Irish last name. And I have them painted in uh, green, orange, and white as well. Again, it's it was kind of a pun in that McMurdy's is McDonald's. And even though I didn't change Shamrock Shakes, but... It was, you know, like Slurpee is Slurpee, you know, so I was kind of like trying to fit in that mold of like a sponsored team in a way. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I have little uh, my team owner and mascot is actually um, Grimace had this like Irish uncle in these old McDonald's commercials I found on YouTube. And they had a little green, uh, a little green token. Uncle O'Grimacy is his name. (laughs) So that's in there. I had these little like four leaf clover tokens I would use for reroll counters and all that. And actually, my wife, as a, a birthday present one year, she took a couple of pictures of my models and sent it to a company that airbrushed. I'll have to take a picture and show you guys. They airbrushed like an amazing like war dancer, um, you know, artwork on an impact case. And that was my team case. And she got it for me for my birthday. It was wow. great. That's yeah. nice. Yeah, it was really cool. So, you know, I was playing those guys. Then, you know, of course, <laughs> I, I do well with them for a little bit. Then I lose for a little bit. So I put them away. Um, would that fit in the fluff, the Shamrock Shakes? I would say it's very close. But yeah. that's just me being a nitpicky guy for – I I think in the Blood Bowl universe with all the fake uh, you know, sponsorships and stuff, there is room for teams that are sponsored by by yeah. a restaurant, of a, a, you know, to a me, product. I actually like it better as McMurdy's 
presents the Shamrock Shakes or something okay. like that. Yeah, if you sold it to okay. me like that in a second, I'd probably actually let that in the league. If you just wanted it to be the Shamrock Shakes, I would maybe like say, hey, man, you think maybe you can find a city or a location or an area mm-hmm. and – be the be the shamrocks or you know something That's like true. that and you know maybe you're known for shaking and moving and you know being a fast team or something like that but yeah I, could, I, I, I love your I'm, team I love your character names by the way because when I make well, elf teams you go with trees and stuff like that you know old school I know what you mean yeah and that, that was a part of the fun with that wasn't it? like being the wood elves and the whole like Irish theme combine those and i guess i could always do like at mcmurdy's presents is cool or even you know change the word shamrock around a little bit and make it sound like a place like shamrock or shamrock islands or something you know Mm -hmm. exactly uh, yeah and so okay so that one's pretty close i I figured that'd be close i just wanted to test test that one out figure out you know (laughs) you make me feel like we're some like uh blood bowl nazi people with a judging community committee i gotta i gotta say one thing because obviously people are listening to this but um i'm just at my computer with no camera but you guys have a camera on you right now so i've been watching this and it actually looks like when there's like espn sports analysts behind a table like you know <laughs> going real in depth and i'm trying to like no what, what do you think the chances are this year <laughs> totally i'm pretty cool. sure the shamrock shakes are gonna go four and two in the season it all relies on their war dancer you keep the war dancer healthy then they're gonna go far they've got a new tree coming up isaac bruce Hey, Isaac Spruce. Spruce, that that's good. Guy. Yeah, that's I had guy. Spruce, uh, Spruce McGuire, I think is one of the names. But, <laughs> uh, but yeah, and that's that's what. So that's why if people out there are wondering why I'm asking it, like as in next caller, please <laughs> approval. But it's the, it looks like that on my screen right now. Like, you know, please experts, give me your seal of approval. All right. So, um, all right. So what other teams me, you got for me? A couple other teams. Um, I got my Norse team, which I haven't played in a while. I got to bust them out again sometime. And when I when I originally created them. Um, I used the team name of Ragnarok and Rollers. It was spelled like that, Ragnarok dash and dash rollers. Now, looking at it from a city and name perspective, rollers, I guess, could be okay because it's, you know, rock and rollers. Should I make an actual city name like Ragnaraka or something to sound to fit with that? Probably. I mean, if if you – everything's up to your discretion. I mean, if you enjoy it as it is – we're not ones to tell you to change. Now we put, might like it better if it were a town name, you know, Ragnarok. Yeah. But and, and yeah, or the Ragnaroks could be their their mascot, I guess. I don't true. know. Yeah, and by the way, yeah, keep in mind again. Yeah. It's just so everyone out there listening knows. I mean, I, I'm not being serious with any of this stuff. It's more of just like a. This is one of your guys' favorite topics to talk about, so I want to kind of see how you fit it. Yeah, you're right. Technically, no matter what I do, as long as I'm happy with it, that's, of course, good enough. I'm just – I like to play along, though, because I I like to – And I'm still of the old school that every now and then you can have teams that are named like the Chaos All-Stars, the Lowdown Rats. There's a guy in our league, and I can't really pronounce his city name, the Dual Golner Doombringers. Well, his team has this attitude of just coming in and sweeping across you and causing chaos. Like, in, in my mind, even though the record's not that great, they remind me of, like, the horde of locusts that comes in, eats the crops, takes pillages, and then leaves. And I keep telling that guy, dude, you had to drop your, your city name and let these guys just be the Doombringers. And, oh, oh, crap, the Doombringers are coming to town this weekend and stuff. So I am under the impression that, you know, any 
It just depends when it fits and how it fits. And yeah. you don't always have to have a city. And his team's a perfect example. If you played our league, you would understand where I'm coming from, you know, that they could just be the doom bringers. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. And, like, uh, my Ogre team, I recently redid them. I think I posted a blog on uh, Zlurpcast.com. And uh, not, not to try to plug, but just so people know what I'm talking about. And um, it was another XFL-based team, and I call them the Ogrando Rage. They're right. Ogres. Right. And, well, Rage, they're ogres. They're a little mad. And um, part of it, too, is the fluff of the team is why there's they're all based off of former, uh, you know, like carnival wrestlers in the, the old world. And some of them, uh, I think, I, what did I call the uh, owner? Like Mince, Mince McSlam or something like that. Uh-huh. And um, he, had, he gave them all different types of serums and experimented on all. And some of them became huge and thus ogre size. Some of them shrunk down. And thus became snotling size. <laughs> I didn't paint snotlings green because they're not they're not like that. They're just like very very small humans. Yeah. The ogres yeah. were very very big humans as part of the fluff, and so the rage kind of fit in with that too. And I have an Orgrander rage jersey I wanted to wear. So that one, there should be no question that would fit in. Correct? Yes, definitely in. Where'd you get those uh, little snotling miniatures? Um, good question. Those are actually from ImpactMiniatures.com. Um, I use. The imps, they're called. Oh, okay. Uh, they are by far my favorite snotling miniatures to use, or my favorite miniatures to use as snotlings. I think there's four different poses. There's the one with the guy's hands up like he's catching. There's one where he's, like, putting his hands out like, I think it's called not in the face, like the actual mm-hmm. name of the model. Um, there's a running one, and then my absolute favorite one is just, like, the tough guy one. He's staying there like he's going to kick somebody's ass, and he's strength one. But yeah, I like that that's guy. That's my favorite one. I, I think when I bought... They have about like 10 or 11 of those models, and I think seven of them, six or seven of them are that tough guy one because he just looks awesome. <laughs> Great cool. models. You've never seen them before. Yeah, they're, they're awesome. That's why I asked. Um, so let me ask you about this one. Um, you brought up some, you know, old, like, fluff-based teams from the, quote, real, you know, the old, like, second edition or whatever, and they like the Dwarf Giants. That's kind of, you know, that's a bit of the Champions of Death. Not my favorite as far as like fluff sounding, but hey, it was in the original edition, so you know I'm sure that you know that that still kind of passes. Uh, when I first got into playing, um, I guess right before I got into tournaments and still like you know towards the end of our, our our weekly leagues, I wanted a dark elf team, but I was just a huge fan of the dark side cowboys, the look and the name and just the feel in second edition and even third edition. So I painted up my my dark elf team. This is like back you know in the mid '90s. And they're, you know, that dark blue, yellow helmets. And to this day, I still refer to them as the dark side cowboys. Um, how do you feel about that? Me and Steve probably differ on this just because of our different backgrounds. I I love it when people use the second edition teams and even play off of it. Um, of course, you know, in our league, our first season as a league, I took a dwarf team and I was the dwarf giants. And so I don't want anybody else to play the dwarf giants, really, because mine's the real one, in, in at least in my mind. But realistically, I love when people go back and find these other teams, even if they find, like, the Bill Bali archers from, like, just a little nugget of the fluff, you mm-hmm. know, in one of those did-you-knows or something. I think that's yeah. great. And that's what I always tell the guys, you know, it, what, even if we go to tournaments, is like, if you can't find something and you don't want to bother – They've created some fluff or, or at least some history there for you. Grab one of these teams and go. You know, why not represent one of those teams? To me, it, you don't forget the history of where Blood Bowl came from and stuff. So, you know. It, it, to me, it's fine for a tournament team. I just don't like that type of team coming into the league play 
because it already has history that you didn't create. And to yeah. me, part of the fun of the league is creating your own teams, creating the fluff, and interacting. That's I, my I opinion. Totally, yeah, no, and I totally see that. Actually, a really funny story with the Dark Side Cowboys, which I did not plan. I just was, I just happened to think of it, and I, I remembered it. But um, so, you know, it's unfortunate. By the by, the way, not to throw another plug out there, but I'm I'm the organizer of the Chaos Cup. It's the U.S. Major ChaosCup.com. But um, at at the like oh. Oh three and oh four, and I th- probably up until oh six Chaos Cup. Whoever won it got to be, have their team name in the fluff of the rule book. They added it to that list. So you know those lists that are in the rule book that talk about you know each year like the Reekland Reavers run, the, and they're all the you know background fluff based ones. And then once these real turn, yeah, once they started happening, they just add them to the list. That was really cool. Um, so I, again, I started playing tournaments. My first, you know, three, four tournaments were all with my dark side cowboy, my dark elf team. And of course there's me thinking, you know, I always love this team, the cool, you know, the fluff and the colors and, and all that. I'm thinking, what if I win? It's going to look like the actual dark side cowboys <laughs> won it and they already won it like 12 times. And so it's not even going to be like my own team, this and that, are they going to let me? And it also goes to my, of course I don't even come close. Yeah. Uh, Actually, I take that back. There was one, it was either 04 or 05, where on the start of day two, Tom Anders, um, who runs Impact now, used to run the Chaos Cup before me, he comes up to me and says, by the way, uh, if you win this game, you're at the top table. I was like, what? And all of a sudden, <laughs> like, my stomach started hurting. I felt like I got to shit my pants. and like, <laughs> lost that game, and I lost my next game. I was like, thanks a lot. Don't even, <laughs> don't even tell me that stuff. He was just like, if you win this game, you're going you're gonna to be in the final. And no I, pressure. Yeah, no pressure. Out. And like I was, I was better in 04 than I am now, by the way, which is really irritating. Um, but so that's what I was thinking about. So then, a few years later, um, Jervis comes. Jervis, I think he, Jervis Johnson, by the way, people don't know, created the game of Blood Bowl back in the 80s, and then later, third edition, he created as well. Um, and he was he on came, the rules committee up until the most recent one, wasn't he? That's true. And, and Jervis is great. I mean, if, I've hung out with him before. We've had a few beers at Hooters. Um, by the way, I got to ruin his favorite American TV show. He loves Curb Your Enthusiasm. And I told him what was happening in a bunch of different episodes that he didn't get to see yet. And he got all mad at me. It's pretty funny. Um, but, uh, you know, Jervis is a great guy. And he's not the typical, like, GW corporate guy. Like, he just loves games and, and all that. Anyway, I had no idea that and all that fluff and, and, the, and the pictures of the dark side cowboys in the old rule book, that was all Jervis's team. That's like his main team. I had no idea. So then cut to a chaos cup a few years later, I see the dark side cowboys playing and I go over there and it's Jervis playing the actual real, like quote unquote, That's cool. the real dark side cowboys. I was like, Oh, I can never use these guys ever again. Cause now I, you know, Steve, you talk about it already happened. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm literally watching the guy now that made that team. Like, yeah, I, 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 it was almost like Nuffle caught me, like trying to you know, coach a team that already exists. Like, no, no, we're going to send the creator of that team out there and you're going to watch him. And so I don't I don't think I've used them since then. Um, I've lent them out to people. I know other people have used that team a lot, but uh, I haven't. Because then it was, I, from that point forward, I pretty much said I got to just create all my own stuff because of all that. Not just because of Jervis, but the idea of building your own background and your own story. And you could take some stuff as. Uh, inspiration sure like how many how many orc teams out there are called are from orkland i i swear there's got to be like hundreds out there that are from orkland something and they should oh. all be from oklahoma now they should all be from oklahoma <laughs> or do you see the new one N- new orc uh, or ohio there's a, a tournament in ohio coming up 
from in Newark, and they call it New Ork. Huh. Uh, on the next Slurpcast, or on the most recent Slurpcast, I should say, um, I was like, well, why don't you go full on, go New Ork, Ork, Ohio, you know, keep it going. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so you can use inspiration from the old teams, but, you know, I'm going to try to... You can always switch some- them to the Dark Side Mavericks or something That's like true. that, if, if Dallas is the play on Dark Side, you know. Which I, I would imagine, I guess it was, but, you know, I think back then they just did whatever. You know, I think I think back then when they created all this stuff, it was like, hey, listen, we got this side game. It's kind of goofy. Let's half think about what we're doing and half just do whatever. You're probably right. We're giving them more credit probably than, <laughs> than how it happened. No, definitely. I'm like, sure we put a lot more thought into it than they did. Yeah, like, you know, the Champions of Death was their undead teams. Like, well, that's not really, I mean... What are they? The, 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 are they the champions? Like, should they, I mean, what did they beat death? Yeah, <laughs> which I was really happy that Chaos Pack became an official team because all these years, all you hear about is Chaos All Stars. You know, the greatest this and that. It was an you know an ogre, a Skaven, a dark elf, all this stuff. You could never make that team. In yeah. fact, Chaos Cup, you know, the tournament, um, we give away a Chaos, Chaos All Star model. And you can't use them on a team together. <laughs> so I was really happy to see that team and the Underworld team as well, because that that also had history. It was a very cool um, of the rules committee and Jervis to really kind of make that a, a, a focus into getting those two mixed race teams in the rules to kind of fit with the storylines. Well, I think even adding the Slan. I mean, I remember third edition going, I guess the Lizardmen are supposed to be Slan, but I'm not sure. And it took a while to accept the Lizardmen and stuff, you know. But I'm, yeah. I'm glad they added the slam back in, and I'm glad we still have the Lizardmen, actually, too. I mean, You know, yeah, it's funny you say that. It's like, I think Lizardmen, um, Undead, and High Elves, the case can be made for all three of those by saying, those are all holdovers from the Warhammer universe, and they shouldn't be in the Blood Bowl universe. I'm not saying that's my opinion, but I could see an argument being made for that because they don't really fit anymore. The teams are now based off of the Blood Bowl history, not... A lizard man army, right? You know? I've heard people talk about the Kimry the same way, and I don't play Warhammer, so I don't know. You know, yeah, you know, Kimry. I always, I always kind of hoped that it wouldn't be called Kimry. Just call them Tomb Kings or something, uh, or call them. I don't know. I mean, because it's kind of, yeah, you're right. Kimry is, is a Warhammer thing. So, um, and it's kind of funny too when I, I remember talking to some Warhammer guys about Blood Bowl one time and telling them, "Oh, look at these new teams, Slon." They're like. You mean the the big fat guy? And he's like, oh no no no, that's that the Warhammer Slon is a big fat guy with spells. The Blood Bowl Slon are actually the complete opposite and very agile, and they all jump. Like, oh okay, so it's it, yeah, you get that crossover and not crossover at the same time with Blood Bowl and Warhammer. You know, is there any teams that you would like to see added to Blood Bowl, or do you think it's good in its current state? That's a really good question. Um, Bretonians. No, <laughs> it's a warrant, you know, uh, you know, and, and I actually got this from a guy on Twitter today. I, I can't remember his name, so you're going to have to forgive me. But some guy today asked if there was any teams that we'd like to see maybe added or something. You know, missing. When we, uh, in, in, again, we, we played the, we had the awful league for so many years and every year we added some new stuff to it and take took away stuff. And we, we used a lot of house rules like. It was almost like as soon as I got internet, it was like the worst thing ever for our league because I just <laughs> downloaded everything possible. We had an all Minotaur team. Uh, my buddy played a Nippon team, like the ninjas. So we had samurais, uh, ninjas, and there was different Ashigaru, whatever that. It was just the weird stuff we found online. And it was like 
it was so funny because especially me as commission, I'm like, Hey, it was online. <laughs> we're we're going to use it. <laughs> I mean, if you think about how ridiculous that statement is now, as in anything and everything is online and 99% of it all is crap. But again, back in like 97, 98, it was, I found this online, like, whoa, online. That must have come from the company then. Must you know, be new. Something. Must be a Yeah, right. Came from Jervis, uh, Jervis J at gamesworkshop.com. <laughs> well, and uh, so we had everything. And, and you know, it was kind of fun. I, my friend's Nippon team, that ninja team, was was really cool. A, a guy played an all Minotaur team, and I think we allowed him eight Minotaurs, um, eight, eight or nine, and they were called the Stampede. He went 0-10, but he had a whole lot of fun that, that league beating everybody up. And I don't know. I mean, it was fun, but looking – that was back then. That was when we just – it was like the Wild West. Whatever We did whatever. Now, if I were to look at it, I would probably say, probably say rather than add new teams, I would rather see alt- alterations done to the existing teams to make things – I'm really big on making things more even. It's just yeah. – not, not many people agree with that sentiment. That's fine, but – I don't know. I mean, with I twenty, think we both do. Oh, really? Yeah, make the I, I, teams even enough to where heads up, either one can win. I've always wow. been for that. At least maybe I need to join your show and leave extreme <laughs> in the dust. You know? Well, it's um, all good work I don't, over here. I don't mind the tier system itself uh, because they flat out tell you about the tier system. But at the same time, in my brain, I would like it would be nice if you sat down with a thousand points. You know, a, a team yep. build of a million do- credits or dollars or gold pieces or whatever of halflings, and they could actually have a game against uh, the same equal value team of dwarves. Yeah. Um, that's exactly what I. Yeah, that's uh, that's all I'm asking. Is like, and you know, why yes. not have you know different levels? You know, we keep the three tier system, but give each team all three tiers. So if you want to play a tier three human team, well, you can't take catchers or you can't take a thrower. Something like that. Oh, I see what you're saying. I never thought of that idea. Well, if you want a, a tier one vampire team, then you know you only allowed three vampires, and they don't have bloodlust or something. You know, Extreme did something similar to that uh, at Slurpee Bowl. He took the concept of a stunty cup. Most people out there know what it is. It's when you play um, halflings, goblins, or ogre, and some some people also allow an all skink team with only a crocs. There's a few variants, but he took that all a step further and he called it for the love of the game. And it was an entire list. I think 10 different team lists of very, very challenging teams. I think one of them was all zombies. Well, undead is nowhere near a tier tier three team, nowhere close. But when the whole team is zombies or you get maybe one werewolf and all zombies, yeah, then then it starts it to look in that sucks. challenge. Yeah, it kind of sucks. So, yeah, you kind of did something like that. But you know what's funny is, and that's coming from Extreme, who's a big proponent of the, the different tiers. But he also purposely made it. He did the opposite of what I would do. He took some teams and made crappy versions of them to mix in this for fun group of people. Yeah. I want to do the opposite. I want to take halflings and allow them four tree men and maybe a zero to four, um, you know, extra. Uh, model out there that's got dauntless or something or blah you know just some stuff to boost them up and that's my way of even instead of doing the other way around of saying oh you could play a crappy version if you want to bring it down to this level i don't want to bring it down to any level i halflings no matter what you do to them are always going to be challenging to play the majority of the guys are strength two and tree men move two two squares well so and to me me, oh go ahead sorry i'm sorry uh even if you take 
you take a good coach, he's still a good coach. You take a Frank Bradford with halflings or a Frank Bradford Frank with Bradford. Um, you know, what else, he's still going to do well. He knows how to milk the inducement system or the right pieces to buy. So it's not really, to me, it it doesn't matter. This This thing of a coach can challenge himself. That to me doesn't matter because a good coach is still a good coach. And there's let's just face it: there's some players that are okay, there's some people, players that are bad, and there's some players that are good. And we all love the game, but that's just where we fall in. Uh-huh. I would split it up into thirds, and a third to me is luck, dice rolls. Always a third is going to be you know luck. The other third I put in coaching ability, and then the final, right final three thirds. Yeah, I'm not great at math. The, the final third is matchups to me. And that, like I mentioned earlier, lizards on dwarves do very well. Dwarves going against Amazons will do very will do very well, you know, because of certain skills and how they work and playing to people's strengths. You know, Skaven playing against a slower team is going to do pretty well because they just run past them every time. Um, so it's matchups. So, yeah, you're right. I mean, a good coach will do better. Um, someone like Frank, you know, the only tier system I actually like is the the one that says Frank is number one tier when it comes to <laughs> coaches. Um, because, Frank can't play. Well, we had a, we had a tournament a few years back. Um, Extreme used to run a tournament called Little's Lerp, and it was like this, not really a Lerp preview, but more of just like a tournament in his garage. We're all kind of drinking, and just it's just a, a kind of a fun, goofy tournament. I'm playing against Frank. I have Dwarves, which I feel was my best team at the time. Frank has Halflings, and Frank was quite drunk and he still beat me affling against dwarves and he was drunk and i was so mad didn't he come it's, in second at that tournament he's either second or he won it um i think it was I mean, second yeah i mean, second. yeah I, I mean it was just ridiculous so yeah but for the most for most people though it it, it does matter you know halflings are, are a challenging team i guess my point was just no matter what you do even if you were to take my mindset of give those teams a little boost there's still going to be a challenge to play, I guess is my, my point. Everyone's like, oh, you're trying to make it all even. It's like, well, maybe not totally even, but at least closer, uh, you know, where, you know, extreme. I, I brought in on our, I should say, our most recent Slurpcast, because I would imagine it's going to be coming out before this. Um, we talk about his performance at Chaos Cup, and I joked with him, but he played Chaos Pact, and he did pretty poorly with him. And he'll always use the line of, well, I did the I played the best chaos pack team I can play. Like I, I did the best I could do. It's a very like it reminds me of uh, you know, when I played soccer and we'd lose every game, but the whole team got trophies at the end of the season. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, we did the best we can do. I, that's not good enough for me. Like I want to know if I'm going to travel. Number one, travel to a tournament, drive hundreds of miles, or even fly, which a lot of people do. Fly, spend all this money, hotel. Yeah, I get to hang out with my friends and all that, but just to go and know that you're bringing a team that you have no freaking chance of winning with, that's that's tough for me to handle. Um, <laughs> I mean, and, maybe that's that competitive, but that's very tough for me to deal with. And the funny thing is, um, that's kind of how I went to Bugman's. I went to Bugman's just thinking, okay, well, I'm just going to play with this team because it's fun and not to give things away, but we'll see how things but, came out Well, later. we both actually took that approach. Yeah. and um, Realistically, we'll, yeah. We'll talk about vampires. later on the podcast, but, uh, yeah, I took vampires, and we did. We had pretty decent success, and we'll talk about that later. But I, I agree with you. Um, I, even in our league, I have halflings, and I go balls out every game. And, <laughs> of course. And, you know, you have to – to me – I don't know. Adding one tree man to the halflings 
it makes them really tough. If we're talking about changing stuff, I, I, I default back to second edition where halflings had two different positions. They had the lineman and catcher. And I wouldn't yep. mind seeing, I don't know how you would necessarily do this, but maybe a beefier. It bothered me a lot in third edition when we just got, there's only one halfling. There's only one goblin. When I was used to having different half, styles. Yeah, you know, you could have yeah. more halfling linemen. Now, they were, there weren't much difference at all, but it still well, just had, bugged me, you know. Yeah, they, well, they had races in second edition. Like, you play a race, and then you have positions. In third edition, it was the case for some of them. The other ones, it's like, no, if you're part of this race, that is your position. Yeah, you're all crappy. People like, oh, that. You know, like, I think, I don't even know if it says it anywhere, but, like, he used to say, like, on an orc team, maybe I, maybe I'm just imagining it, but it would be like, I'll take a goblin catcher, too. Like, nah, just, just a goblin. Like, that's all you get. There is no goblin thrower or goblin catcher. Just, like, there's no other halflings. And, I, I, I agree with you. It'd be nice to see some positions. It's just another race. Why can't this other race learn how to play Blood Bowl and have specialized positions? Why can't they? All right. Because well, they're too busy eating. <laughs> they're just fat. So, I guess so, yeah. Okay, so my original question was, what well, what teams will we add to it? And I'm going to answer real quick. Um, and this also goes way back to second edition. There was full-on uh, werewolf teams. Yep. And that's the last team that I would add into this. I don't know how. Seems- and what I do love about the Blood Bowl community yeah. and the rules committee is that they play test this stuff over and over. And I'd like to, you know, hats off to those guys. They just don't throw something in there and just say, we'll go with it and work it out later. Uh, if somehow they could add a werewolf team to the mix and cap this thing at 25, I would be happy. Because I look at if you do want to run a ninja team, you can make them the Dark Elf race. And they have stats like a ninja. And that, I mean, we yeah. had a guy in our league that actually does that. And, you know, you can have ninja miniatures and go that way. So that's the only thing, like, fluff-wise that really stands out to me. I'd like to see the West Side Werewolves represented with an all-werewolf team. How you do that, that I don't know. It does seem crazy by our current rules settings, because we know how great werewolves werewolves are. I know. (laughs) I'm just saying, I don't know, maybe you have lesser vampire, or lesser, you know, Unchanged ones? Well, yeah, if you remember what the actual rules were in there, and I'm I'm going by memory here, but... um, They, They all had to transform, well, yeah. So you you essentially this might even, it might have even said it. I may, may need to bust out the old yellow book one of these days. Um, I was looking at it actually the other night. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, those those two but the the red and yellow book are both awesome. Um, and um, I think I've had the uh, the companion book under my pillow when I was a kid too for other reasons. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, the um, it was my companion. The, the werewolf team it, it it had you have human models and also werewolf models. Yeah, it and actually so, says that in the. Uh, it does. So, so I always like thought about like, oh man, so I gotta I gotta have a case that fits thirty two guys first <laughs> off. Um and the idea was um something happens. I don't know if you roll on each one before, whatever it was, and then you play some prone, then the next turn they turn into a werewolf and you gotta stand up with them. And I was like, you know what? If that was the case, that evens things out quite a bit because every time you start to plan something, you got guys changing, you hitting the ground. You know, um, there was even a rule in there about if a werewolf ends its turn next to a tree man, he loses his turn because he pees on the tree. That's right. Or if he attacked a uh, undead team, he could like, I think he would like grab his bone and go yeah, try to yeah. bury it and stuff. Yeah, he ran off with the bones. <laughs> Hilarious. And one of the old drawings had showed the werewolf with a bone, like a you know a leg in his mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that was um, you know something I always thought would be really cool, and that would be the way to do that is 
put in this major limiting factor, much like vampires have bloodlust and, and then the thralls. Like, you don't really have a team of vampires. It'd be great if there was a way to do that. Um, just like with ogres. When I when they came out with the, the most current rules for ogres, I was a bit disappointed. Well, first off, it used to be ogres and goblins. So that I'm fine with because I don't like ogres and goblins together. I, that doesn't make sense. But I, it should have just been ogres. Remember the old Heim ogres in the second edition rule book? Yes. And my friends... It's- Argued with me and argued with me that those must be Skaven and not Goblins. So I accepted it because that was one of the teams I was playing. And Skaven and Ogres are freaking great. That seems too good. (laughs) It is too good. They made it to our finals that year. (laughs) You know what's funny is I actually like playing Ogres a lot because I think Snotlings are so so annoying with sidestep in there. Um, My only one beef with that, again, if we're talking about what alterations I would make, I would just do one change to Ogres. And assuming you can't have a full team of ogres, which I would be my first change, but assuming you, can, you can't do that, I would give Snotling's movement six because that one extra movement it's helps when difference. Yeah, when they're being touchdowns. Yeah, yeah, when they're being thrown, that helps big time. Um, but otherwise, I, I like playing ogres. I mean, I I've gone five hundred with them quite a few times, and for me, I think that's pretty good with ogres. So it's you know again, and they're challenging, and I know that. Um, There's no you know, team I I fear more than playing than an ogre team and i'm being serious because that's a team you should win all the time they're so frustrating the sidestep and well that's one thing i actually do if i had to pick one thing i like about the tier system is that if you are playing a tier three team yes you have to go in with the mindset of i'm probably not going to win anything whatever but when you're playing it's essentially a a win-win because you're not supposed to win then if you do you're going to be, you know, taunting that guy and like, it's going to be like, oh, I know my orc team lost to the halflings. I know, I know. And it's the guy's going to feel horrible about it. So that's yeah. the one benefit, I guess, you, you get out of it. Okay. I do want to go back to the werewolf idea because you could have greater werewolves. How than about, lesser. how about this? You get to start with two changed werewolves like you have now. Um, everybody else is human and you have transform. Every werewolf has transform. You roll a D6. If you're a human and you roll a six on the beginning of your turn, you turn into a werewolf. And if you're a werewolf and you roll a one, you turn back into a human. Now, do you uh, just automatically change, like, human one turn, werewolf the next, like, just boom, boom kind of thing? Yeah, it'd be at the beginning of your action. We're going to have to get Plasmoid on this so he can play test all this stuff. I would say it would be, I would say, you know, you'd lose your turn and then transform. <coughs> but what you have to do at each action then you might not be doing anything with, like, five of them for the whole game. Yeah. Sounds like we have a project to do. Some, that's, um, some yeah, I mean, that's project. interesting. I like it. I, <clears throat> I, it, they could work um, because if you think about it. Now, you said start with two? Start just, with two actual werewolves? Yeah, just to keep you from being all human. Right, could those guys roll a one, too, or you don't roll on them? They'd probably get, like, a one-turn immunity. Oh, so otherwise they could go back to human as well. Mm-hmm. So t- Steve's okay. going to actually give this team rules to the game that doesn't exist before, so it's going to well, throw everything off. Or they could just be complete. <laughs> they could be greater werewolves where they don't change. Like a vampire lord? Yeah. They used, they used to have, that's not there anymore, right? No, there's, there's no, no vampire no, lord. No, there's, no, there's no that, well, that was a rule, though. You know what? They, in the, in the one of the initial uh, Jervis vampire rules, they took Count Luther's stat line, and they gave that to the dwar- the, dwar- the vampire team as a vampire lord, and he did not have... At the time, it was called off for a bite. It wasn't bloodlust. It was different. It was like it was like you were knocked out every time you are about to take the pitch. You had to roll four plus, or else you sit in KO trying to bite necks in the crowd or something. 
Um, but Count Luther's stat line was Vampire Lord. So they were actually a pretty good team because you could take a Vampire Lord and Count Luther before his price got really jacked up high. And then, you know, two or three regular vampires without bloodlust, they were just either in or out. And then a bunch Jeez. of thralls. They were pretty good. Yeah, that would be pretty good. Well, well do we have any other fluff-related questions? I know I talk a lot. Sorry. No, you're cool, man. This has been a fun interview. That's what we're here for. All right, good. Yeah, Extreme won't let me talk about this stuff. Oh, are we going to blame Extreme on that? Yeah. <clears throat> well, y'all can't talk about that anyways. That's This is our corner of the market, so you That's guys aren't allowed. I'm glad you guys actually found a corner because <laughs> no, no, ser- seriously, because um, I have a feeling at some point soon you're going to see like a podcast from Europe or, you know, somewhere in the UK pop up because they listen to all of these. And um, I think it's going to happen. So, I the, so. the sooner, yeah, so do I, the sooner you can grab your niche, I guess is what I'm saying, the, the better for you. Yeah, absolutely. We are the fluff cast. Yeah, we we plan to expand though, and we're going to do tournaments, and then we're going to have other shows on tactics and everything else because we're going to go worldwide. <laughs> yeah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I agree with you. I think that we will see more Blood Bowl podcasts. Um, if you just kind of look at the gr- not grumblings, but the rumblings, it's just bound to be two other guys that get together and say yeah. we can do this too. And, it's, and it's, it's it's also nice to know that we're making a difference. Not only have we changed Johnny's life for the better, but Nasgob. Just recently put up a oh yeah a post I, I, saying how much he hates us. I read that. I read his blog post today, and yeah. that was awesome. Yeah, it's Mike on, Whitman at bloodbowlmayhem.blogspot.com. You got it. Yep. Yep. And he talks about how much he hates us. I love it. I love. I love the article. Both down. I hate you. Yes. It, it was a brilliant article. It was great. He's a great guy, and it's well written, and it it talks just like Johnny. You know, going from. I wouldn't say not caring about fluff, but putting it on the back burner to now putting yeah. it forefront. And it really does make the whole game a better experience. Is he the guy that tweeted us and said that I just created a team on the the video game? Mm-hmm. So, somebody tweeted us and said, I just created my team on the video game. And, you know. Yeah, it just, this article said just I had came to... up before we uh Recorded, so Scott hasn't been able to read it completely. No, I, I have read the article. But yeah, that's the one he's okay. talking about. He had to restart his team. Right, he restarted. Yeah, that's right. It was. Yeah, on the, it, it was. was fum- he it had was a fumble a, team, I think. Right? Yeah, it was a fumble team. He restarted it because of us. But he tweeted us saying, called us uh, gits or something like that. because <laughs> Because of what we did to him and made him rethink about this. And that reminds me of a story, too. And one of the reasons we got Johnny on here, over if you follow Slurpcast with Johnny and Extreme, uh, in their forums, uh, Extreme puts up, you know, hey, I want to name my Scotling team from Impact Miniatures, the little Scotling halfling guys. And he has all these names like Smoke a Tree, you know, Grab Those Taddies, and all these kind of what I call horse racing names. And, you know, no offense to him. Old and, horses. Or horses. <laughs> and Or jockeys. And anyways, so Johnny pipes in and gives him some examples of, like, some cities or areas and some cool mascots and extremes responses both down has changed you and i love that response and that means that even if there's only five guys out there in the world that listen and and now rethink about this that's good because all we are after is just talking about something we love and the side of it that we love plus you know we want to grow the blood bowl community so that that is so awesome yeah that's all all i did was put out there i you know i said if you want to go with the whole like drinking uh theme I said, call them the Scotch Scotchland um, 
like Scotchland drunkards or something, something like that. It was a, and that way you can, you can make a whole thing about Scotchland. It's not Scotland. <laughs> it's, it's Scotchland. Right. You know? So um, you could have had a whole theme based on that, but yeah, right off the bat, he was like, and he's just kind of doing it, in, you know, obviously in, in just and all, but the idea of, um, you know, why not? You could have, I'm going to like, I'm making it a point going forward to have fun with the team names, but also have them sound like they kind of make sense too. And, you could have one that sounds cool and is fun without going for the, and this is again coming from the, the guy who does the D and D humor on Zlurpcast without going for the, the cheap joke too. Yeah. I mean, as much as I love, you know, Liz in my pants and it's funny, you know, you know, like at chaos cup, some guy had a team called like the vagina vendetta or something. <laughs> yes. And it's like, it made me laugh. It was funny, but I don't know. I mean, you don't have to, I, I related a little bit to, and it's going to sound bad because, again, I, I've done this before with putting funny names, but something that bothers me, and um, I play a little bit of 40K and, and Warhammer 2 here and there, and something that drives me nuts when you read stuff online from these players is that they always use abbreviations that they think are funny, but then it's like you're, you're making fun of the game that you love, too. So, like, for example, in 40K, there's a weapon called an assault cannon. It's, like, the most badass weapon. It destroys everything. You know, tons of shots at once. And then online, every form you look at, they go, oh, I take about three ass cans. Is what they call that. <laughs> ass cans. And, like, there's a they, – they call librarians, like, the the – the, the wizards or psychers and the ultramarines have a guy named like uh, Tigurius, the chief librarian. He's like a ton of points, the best guy in the game. And online they go, now take Tiggy. And when, when you take Tiggy, move him over here. <laughs> and they, they, they call him Tiggy, you know, and it's like, man, and they call uh, ultramarines, you know, they're painted blue. They call mm -hmm. them Smurfs. Or they call them Smurfs online. They go, oh, yeah. So like, oh, you, you guys playing Smurfs? It, so It just allows them to feel like they're connected to a, a group. You've got I your guess. own little language and little abbreviations. I see that on Heroclix forums all the time. That stuff drives me nuts. So It does. Because you know what it is? Because certain people, again, going to the fluff, um, I like for me, Blood Bowl's always been different because Blood Bowl is a tongue in cheek game anyway. And also, you, you know, when I talk to people about Blood Bowl tournaments and how it's a different mentality than a Warhammer tournament, we're all just having a good time. It actually, if you break it down to its most purest form, Blood Bowl fluff is that it's a game also. You know, what I, what I mean is, yes, we are playing a game with a board, but the little guys at the table are also playing a game too. That's true. Whereas when you're, you're playing Warhammer 40K and somebody, like I, I, played in, I played in one tournament at Adepticon, I'll never do it again, and a guy had this big old like greater demon and should destroy everything. He hit him behind these mountains turn after turn. I'm like, come on, man, let's, let's fight. He's like, no. He's worth too many victory points. It's like, yeah. it'd be stupid for me to put him out there. It's like, got it. So right there, you were doing the whole like kind of metagame thing. But the <sighs> idea is we're playing a battle. We're battling. We're fighting. But now you, the game took precedence over that. Exactly. So like, for me, Blood Bowl's always been a fun game, tongue-in-cheek. But when it comes to like war games, like not that I'm saying I'm all serious with it, but I don't make fun of my stuff. <laughs> That's for sure, you know. <laughs> It almost makes it seem like the nerds that play these games, which I'm one of them, are trying to, you know, belittle the other nerds by making fun of it. That's like, funny. No, dude, That's funny. You're the one who spent a thousand bucks on all your models and probably lost quite a few girlfriends painting those models. Um, but you'd have to have one to lose one. <laughs> that good point. <laughs> no, you're right, and that reminds me of I always thought it was funny in Hero Clicks. 
coming from the Heroclix background that somebody would have a powerful piece like Superman and you know they'd abuse his power of hitting and running and they would go hide him behind a building and so I the strategy why game wise was a total valid power gaming strategy and validated mm-hmm. from a comic book standpoint I always called him Chicken Shit Superman because he'd hit you and run. And it's yeah. like, wow, I can't wait to read the adventures of Chicken Shit Superman. It's a great comic. <laughs> he just like finds out who the villain is, goes, hits him once, and then, gets hit back, and just runs away. From and then he time. hides. Or he runs he to his medic to get healed. <laughs> he finds out who the villain is, and he calls in sick that day. <laughs> exactly. He, he calls he up goes, Jane Foster. and uh, <laughs> He goes, back he goes to in the, the phone booth, booth, and instead of changing, he calls in sick. Yeah, yep. exactly. So no, we totally understand. So yeah, so that, that, that I get that. You know, and like I said, I'm you know I know fluff is a major part of your podcast, and you know, like I said, I lose it a little bit here and there with Blood Bowl because it is a game based on a game, and we're all getting together and again that tournament. But the, the reality is, it has fluff just like everything else does, and and the more you play into that, the more fun I think you're going to have. Absolutely. All right. Last question I'm going to have for you, and this real quick, when you. Uh, carry out like you you have a play, you pick up the ball, you hand off the ball, and then you throw the ball to the end zone. In your mind, does that play out like sports? Because I played sports all growing up. So me playing football and wrestling and all that stuff growing up, I I see these plays. And that's another part of why Blood Bowl is so awesome to me. Because while, yeah, we had we just took 15 minutes to act this out, in my head, the highlights show this move happening, this big block happening to open up the hole. He throws the ball down. Oh, he almost is picked off because the guy rolled a five. And, you know, it tipped into the hands of the so-and-so catcher and mm-hmm. touchdown, they win the game. Do you see the plays happen like that? Or is it just a... This was the achievement point. I got a touchdown. No, I, I totally see it happening. And, you know, the, the hard part is you would think the hard part of imagining is that we're playing with fantasy creatures and not regular people. That That's not actually the hard part for me to imagine. The hardest part is the fact that it's not football, right? It's just it's more like a rugby kind of thing. Right, exactly. So that's actually harder. It seems weird. It's harder for me to imagine the fact that there's no downs than there is that there's a freaking Croxagore running around. <laughs> it's so weird. You know? That's very uh, but true. Yeah, but, but when it's a play, for example, like you just said, you know, um, you know, it's a common Skaven tactic. You run up, you hand off, then take the guy that got, has the ball, run up, throw a long bomb to the guy waiting in the end zone. You score, you score from one end zone to the other pretty much. And if there were rats, you know, actually playing this kind of game and you watch them, that's totally what they would do. And having like the cyanide video game, I don't know if you guys have played that or not. Yeah. I don't play it a bunch, but from a visual aspect, man, that really was like – it's like when when a comic book becomes a movie, or when something gets visualized for you. It's kind of it was actually kind of cool just to watch. Oh yeah, uh, the cinematics because, are amazing, and the, the yeah. play sometimes. But yeah, I definitely so, just want like a, a bigger story to it. To, oh, to the video, to, yeah. mean to the side game. I'm like, because of course we love the universe and we love the idea. I'm like, okay, come on, cinematic, just last another 15 minutes and show me a story. Yeah, <laughs> but, I mean, not not to get too much on, on that, but. You know, the one downside of that game, I mean, there's there's a few. I mean, there's a lot of great points about it. There's It's getting new people into the game, which is awesome. But yeah. it's um, that story mode or whatever, um, I never even played it because I played one game against the computer, and it wasn't even a challenge. They were doing dumb things. Yeah, so right off, the, right, off, yeah, right off the bat, I'm like, well, that's that part of the game I'm never going to play ever again. Now I strictly have to play real people. I play uh, it just to test out teams. 
that I haven't played before. It is good for that type of okay. thing. Just to see how well they would do. Yeah, but yeah I mean, it's like I've never I, played Halflings before. Let's make up a Halfling team and go at it. Yeah. You know, it'd be kind of cool. I just happened to think of this when it comes to like a storyline. It'd be kind of cool to run a league. You'd have to have the right people to do this with, though. You got to have the right coaches. It'd be cool to run a league where one week everyone gets together and plays their, their games. Then the next week everyone gets together and does off the field, like what happens between the games. And yeah. maybe you're, you know, you roll off your head. Cause there was, there was some blood, like in the Blood Bowl magazines, they've got like, you go to a bar or you, you train and learn stuff or different things you do. It would be kind of cool to do that for just a night, build up. Maybe you get stats. Maybe you just get like a potion to use or whatever. Then the week after you go back to your game and just have a really long league, but you get that role play aspect. That could be kind of cool to try out with the right group of people. Yeah, definitely. Very cool. Well, Johnny, thank you for being on with us tonight. Oh, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, I definitely appreciate it. You guys are, you know, I'm going to keep listening. It's, it's a great show. It's entertaining. And, um, you know, everybody out there. Not to push another podcast, but I'm part of the Zlurpcast. But more importantly than that, much more importantly, the Chaos Cup is the U.S. major. And uh, it's, it's getting bigger and better each and every year. It's in Chicago, the f- September 15th and 16th, chaoscup.com. Very soon I'm going to be posting the rules pack. And soon after that, probably April 1st, which, again, a bit of a little scoop for your listeners. First time I think I announced that. April 1st, pre-registration should be open up. And um, the sooner you pre-register, the more cool stuff you get and the less you pay to get in. I'm thinking about uh, 75 coaches hopefully coming. I know guys from the UK and Canada. Uh, it's going to be awesome. So yeah, We're definitely going to be there. Even if I have to drag Scott up kicking and screaming, we'll be there. You guys coming to Slurpee 2 or no? Nah, probably not Slurpee 2, but we'll definitely come to Chaos Cup. Well, since I'm here and Extreme's not, yeah. you got to pick one. That's the one to go to. It is the major. <laughs> well, and, you know, realistically, the- it is the major, and it's also in Chicago, so there's amazing yep. pizza, and there's a Chicago's Cubs game. Yep, we're going again. The, um, so the 14th, um, I'll get a bunch of tickets. I'm, I think I'm going to, you know, just not to delve too much into it, but – Part of the pre-registration, I'm going to have like a, a very extensive form. If people want to buy certain things, like buy a custom pitch or a T-shirt or old merchandise, that kind of stuff. And it's going to be pretty cool. But when it comes to the Cubs game, I think I'm just going to have to buy like 10 tickets and do like a first-come, first-serve kind of thing to who wants to go um, because that, that would be too hard to yeah. to plan. I mean, I want to buy them all together. Well, so how am I going to wait till one one by one? Uh, registers, you well, know? Well, if it was like last year, the Cubs will just suck, and then we can all just kind of move together like we did. Uh-huh. Well, that's actually what I was planning. People were asking, are you going to get tickets? And my wife, who's you know probably a bigger Cub fan than I am, she's like, no. She's like, you know how it goes. Just wait till J- July, and you're going to get tickets for like 15, 20 bucks a piece. If you buy them now, they're 50 bucks a piece. Um, so I was like, that's a good point. It happens but, every single year. But it's a new manager. It's a new season. Oh, yeah. New There's hopes. a chance. Rebuilding. It's another rebuilding Shut year. Shut up. <laughs> it's, it's a chance. <laughs> it's another rebuilding year, and it's a chance for uh, – Blood Bowlers to get together and uh, you know hang out a little bit before the before the big tournament. So again, absolutely, uh, chaos for all the info on that. Well, thank you again, and uh, I'm going to see you on the pitch in our fumble game. We got to play each other. Oh, that's that? right. Yeah, that's right. Let, let me know whenever you want. Just text me, and uh, we'll get it on. And uh, hopefully, I get some wizards going and start uh, kicking your ass wizards, again. Wizards, you're giving me inducements, my friend. Who wait, was that? Steve, I played with the wizards. Then? Yeah, that. What? Oh, that was you. Okay, that was me when I had the wizard, and you kept using it on me. <laughs> Nice glitch. Was, and I had an earthquake that night, too. So. It was, oh, yeah, he had a real-life earthquake. Yeah. And he had a wizard. I clicked on one of his guys, and it said, 
use wizard? I was like, what the fuck? Use wizard? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, of course. <laughs> and that was that was not a good game because then I, I got to use it until all my guys were down. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. I hope people were watching that game. You know? <laughs> this is why Steve doesn't play Fumble too much anymore. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great there's, system, there's, but... Uh. And Cyanide, a guy had an extra zombie. It just appeared in the end zone out of nowhere. So then I, I chatted to the guy. It was someone I don't know who it was. And I said, hey, looks like you got an extra zombie there. Why don't you just, you know, you know, just put him to the side or whatever. And he's just like, um, eh, it's kind of weird. And I'm like, okay. And then he just played with them. He just brought him on the pitch. I was like, what the hell? That's fair. It's a dead yeah. dude. Come on. He wanted to play. I guess. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks a lot for having me on. I'm All right, on everybody. It. And you can listen to Johnny over at Zlurpcast.com. And we'll be right back with another segment. What up, Sean? This is Action Jackson, the Dragonfire League leader in touchdowns. You're listening to Both Down. Now, time for tournament talk. Okay, and now it's time for our tournament talk, where we just went down to Bugman's Bowl in Dallas, which is... Technically Grapevine, Texas. Oh, yeah, true. Sorry, my bad. Grapevine, Texas. But it all kind of merges together in some big, like, Judge Dredd megacity. It is Megalopolis. (laughs) Um, But, again, for anyone who's not familiar with the area, it's about a three-hour drive. From where we're at here in In Oklahoma City. Oklahoma. 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 So, yeah, we went down to Bugman's Bowl. They had a theme with uh, some different weather. Mm-hmm. They, um, just to kind of recap from memory, they had a, it was a 1.1 bill totals. And then after you built your team, bought re-rolls and everything, you got, uh, what was it, 120K? 120K in uh, skills. In skills. So however you choose, everybody got 120K. So And you can check out the full rules and everything at BugmansBowl.com. Yeah, they have a nice website and everything else. Yeah, it's so. also linked from our website, I believe. Right. The uh, The tournament itself was hosted in uh, Area 51, which is a very nice store down there. Plenty of room, had nice stuff. Yeah, so, yeah, it was... Thanks for hosting us. Area 51, Grapevine, Texas. Bathroom was very clean. Very big. Big, and it stayed clean the whole day. To be fair, there was very little Magic players there. There was no Magic players that I know of, but there was a ton of other role players... Literally a ton, and that's just like two of them. <laughs> there was a few large people, and I'm big, well-fed so people. Well-fed. I got called well-fed today at work. <laughs> you look well-fed, and I said, "Are you calling me fat?" And she said, "No, it's same." Okay, I'm not being racist. Was this by the Asian woman? No, this is not. Okay. She said I was well-fed, and I said, well, "I think you're calling me fat." And she said, "No, I didn't mean it that way." And I said, "Well, if I called my wife well-fed, she would take offense to that." And then she yeah. goes, "Well, you're you're right." My so. my best friend growing up is Asian. He's Vietnamese, and his mom would always use that adjective to distri- describe the heavier set people. Well fed. They're well fed. Yes. Huh. Well, I'm, so that's I, why I asked. I'm well fed. I'm <laughs> Anyways, the the bathroom well stayed fed. clean the whole time. Unlike some stores around in our area where people pee on the floor and somehow get stuff everywhere. So uh, hats off to the other Grapevine Texas locals who was gaming there that day. You guys didn't pee on the floor. so That might be their best achievement all day. <laughs> uh, let's see. There was tw- about 20 people officially for officially the tournament. Officially 20 people. And uh, the tournament was ran by uh, 
hats off and big props to uh, Jason Morrison and his wife actually helped out Talena, I believe is how you pronounce her name, and then uh, Bill Zellman, or is it Zellman? I don't know. I, you wrote it. It's Z A L M A N. So Zalman. I think it's Zalman. Either way, it's Bill. Yeah, and uh, nice guy. Nice guy. They uh, judged the tournament. They took all the stats. They were there to answer any questions. They were there to joke around. It was it was a great time. It was four rounds. Mm-hmm. And uh, I also like to actually give a big thanks to uh, Jason uh, Christman or Christian Jason Christian. And Jeff Neal, they helped out with the designs for the badges and the logos and the websites and stuff like that. So. And Jeff actually helped with the Slurpcast logo as Jeff well. Jeff Neal actually has designed the Slurpcast logo, so yeah. And we may need to procure his... His talents? In uh, making our own logo. Unless Scott gets on it. Yeah, somebody's got to get motivated, right? It's not me. I can't do it. <laughs> so so uh, me, Steve, and our, one of our other fellow friends, uh, Brock Huffman, had, headed down to Buckman's. So uh, we're going to break down the tournament just round by round. Well, might as well tell what we took. I took my Asheville Scorchers, my Amazon team, just because no particular reason. I, now, I thought you took them because they won our Dragonfire Blood Bowl League, and in our flavor and fluff behind the league, you have to leave the league for at least a season to tour the Old World. So I thought this was part of their Old World tour. There is truth to that, yeah. They did win last season. Was it last season? It was the season before. Season before. And so they did go on the little gallivanting and compete in this cup. And truthfully, they were painted, they looked nice, and that's what I wanted to take. They were different. You didn't play them at Gas Cup. Right. So. No, they looked nice, too. So Thank you. And I took the I'm I was taking actually the Blackwater Bulls. I really wanted to play Chaos Dwarves really bad. And um and I thought since they already have the skills painted on their bases and stuff from Chaos Cup, I can take these and kind of reuse these. As I registered, I was the first Chaos Dwarf team. As I noticed after that there was three other Chaos Dwarf three or four other Chaos Dwarf teams. There were teams. three more that showed up. And um and I thought and on, their, on the list, anyway. On the list, yeah. The BugmansBowl.com actually has a thing where you sign up and you can actually tell what team you might be taking. and So you kind of get a feel of what's going to be there. And, and when I, I thought for sure I was going to get bashed to death because <laughs> well, there was a lot. There was a lot of orc teams and stuff. But long story short, I saw that there was other cast dwarf teams. I didn't At the time, I didn't want to make up 20% of the field and everybody complained, we've got to play cast dwarves or whatever. So... I decided at the last second to take something different, and I was moving towards Kimry since this Bugman's tournament. Uh, seems like the theme for the Bugman's tournaments is is that uh, Joseph Bugman's traveling the old different sections of the old world and places to find the best ingredients. So this time he went down best to ingredients for for Bugman's ale. Ah, yes. So um, hence the name Bugman's Bowl. If you didn't know, that's a fluff thing. Yeah. So he was traveling down further south to, I guess, Araby or wherever it's yeah. called in in the uh Araby. So I thought Cameron would be perfect for that. And then I was thinking, Well, you I just don't... didn't have the spiky balls for it. I didn't know if I could put up with two agility for four games. Mm-hmm. I was looking for something else maybe to do. Admittedly, I didn't want to play halflings because I played them one game and I won the one game. And I like saying that I went undefeated with halflings in tournament play, <laughs> even though that's kind of a 
a wussy way to look at it. Yeah, but it doesn't really count to me. Actually, my halfling team is not actually finished painted either, so that's another reason why I didn't want to take them. Um, so I ran across. I was at the local Walmart here doing some grocery shopping, taking my kids to the toy section, and I ran across these. For anyone in another country, Walmart is the same thing that you have in your country because <laughs> Walmart's everywhere. Exactly. So we were in the toy section, and there's these little squishy, squinky things. They're like these little soft animal, tiny, like, gumball toys. Anyways, my daughter plays with them, and that, now they have boy ones, which is like Marvel characters. And Anyways, long story short, I ran across some WWE ones. Wrestling. Uh, some wrestling stuff, and I love wrestling, and I was looking for an excuse to buy a few packs of these. So I thought, I can make these halflings and just paint bases and glue them on, or they can be humans. They could be anything. Or dwarves. But they ended up being? Vampires. And I went with the, I looked up, took a while. I had, I was two and a half weeks out, so I had time to paint bases and put flock on them. I did actually my best job ever with the, the bases. It's a lot easier when there's not a figure there, huh? It's a lot easier. <laughs> uh, and I glued, I found these little tiny like bead-like dice that I could glue on and then squish these little squeaky figures on there because they had a hole in the bottom of them. So you can just kind of place them on the base and they fit real snug. Anyways, long story short, I looked through all the, uh, the areas where the vampire counts should kind of hang out in th- that area of the old world. And I finally had to just make up a city. And since I was going with uh, WWE, like a sub-theme, I went with uh, Stanfordheim because uh, WWE's headquarters is located in Stanford, Connecticut, here in America. And at one point, they were actually, the real name behind the name was called Titan Sports. Uh, so I actually went with the Stanfordheim Titans, and I found this awesome Titan logo that I modified in Photoshop. And so I was very pleased with that aspect of it. And then, of course, I made you know the darker evil characters, the vampires, and the other guys thralls. And I could justify playing vampires, and this is the silliest reason ever. If you watch wrestling, you know that the bad guys always kind of turn their backs on the other guy. They call that a heel turn. Or they're a good guy for a while, and they betray their guy. So I, I accepted bloodlust as a heel turn. So anytime I had to punch my own guys, <laughs> I was uh, betraying my own guys. So uh, so realistically, you weren't biting their necks. You were just it was a heel punching turn, man. them in the face and that's right, taking them to the ground. Guy. So, yes, exactly. So that's the team I took. I gave them some real fluffy names and stuff. And, you know, hey, we might actually – I think we, maybe we should for this because we don't play a lot of tournaments and there's not a lot around here. We might put our rosters up for everybody to click on and sure. just kind of look over and see what skills we took. Um, yeah, how did you design your team before we go into this? That's a good question because initially I was looking at my Amazon team and I was going to go the basic route of, okay, I've got four blitzers. Let's give two catchers block or two line women block and then two other ones wrestle and blah, blah, blah. Just try to get as many blodgers on the team. Block yeah, dodge guys. get the block dodge ones on the team and then grab the ball and run down the field. But that, you don't like to play that way. That's not me. I don't play that way. I've never been a good – I'm not a good dwarf coach. If I was a dwarf coach, I'd be probably the world's worst. Because <laughs> Steve I, loves to pass. I do. I just I come from the you know National Football League background of get the ball, throw the ball to the receiver, and then go. I mean, yeah, could be running a lot in there, but I just like the throwing. So uh, we played one game. We tested out my team versus his, Scott's, mm-hmm. and uh, we... This is the first time I've ever played Vampires too. by the way. Oh, yeah, it's true. 
but I tested out my team and it was fine. It just didn't feel fun to me because, like I said, it's not my regular style of play. I'm not there to grind you down and go. I just want to score. I just want to have fun. So I built the team for fun. I put Hail Mary on a thrower. Only mm-hmm. had one thrower. She had Hail Mary. Two catchers. Both of them had what was it, diving catch. Mm-hmm. Both of them had diving catch. And then I guess I tested out this team of this configuration a little bit and decided that, you know, I put them as wide receivers on the sidelines and then I put blitzers next to them so, you know, they could go down the field. Well, I realized that, you know, my catcher is probably going to draw a lot of the attention, so give sure hands to my blitzer and then they're able to pick up the ball if the catcher's gone. And if worse comes to worse, if I lose my quarterback, I've got two blitzers that have sure hands. I can pick up the ball and grind it down. Mm-hmm. Uh, so and, and in play testing against you, yeah, I oh, took I had, out your catchers to, to take that aspect of your game away. So, mm-hmm. so that's I think that's where it came from. And then my last skill was I gave a, another line woman block. So I had five blodgers. And well, that, she doesn't have dodge. Oh yeah, never mind. Yeah, duh. Amazons. They're Amazons. They all have dodge, which came in very handy. But that was my thinking behind the team. Just you know, leave the quarterback, leave the thrower back, and if the ball gets th- tossed on the ground, pick it up, throw it, hopefully win the the foot race and get a, t- get a touchdown. Cool. Um, How about yours? I took the approach of I was tr- you know, you think you're going to put. Block. I I only took three vampires, and I only wanted two to begin with. And didn't you get a lot of advice from? Well, that's what I was going to get to. Is yeah. um, I started trying to create the team myself, and then I, you know, I still wanted to only go with three vampires. I didn't want to go too many because I know a guy in our league seems to implode a lot, and he, he has four vampires. He's got five. Does he have five now? He's got five vampires, okay. and yeah, he tends to implode. Uh, they're all great players if they work. You know, sure, five agility, four. You know, <laughs> well, he has one has with, five strength. Yeah, he has and, one with. Definitely has one at least with five agility. Anyways, I only wanted to take three to minimize ro- rolling for bloodlust and stuff. So I just didn't know really what skills to take. I figured dodge, block, wrestle, those type of skills. I, I def- would think pro. Pro. I heard. I read some stuff on taking pro so you could re-roll those bloodlusts. I definitely wanted to take two guys with wrestle because my idea was this is kind you of a, a wrestling, wrestling thing. Team. So yeah. I want to take wrestle. In hindsight – even though I didn't listen to my own advice, I listened to somebody else's. That was like the MVP skill of the, the day for me. Um, anyways, I hit some of the forums asking for advice, just like I did with the Kimry team, you know, mm-hmm. just to fill out what other people played that have played more tournaments. I got some advice from, I guess it's Delvis, I think it's Matt Vanderby on the uh, Slurpcast forums. Um, he gave me some advice on the vampires. And I thought, well, that's pretty close to what I was thinking about anyways. And you were thinking, why would I take advice from this guy? <laughs> well, I was like, you just never know. So I – no, most people in the Blood Bowl community have their same name everywhere. So yeah. I went over to the NAF and actually looked this guy up and see if he actually played vampires because he claimed he did. Well, he was the number one coach in America with vampires. And I thought, you know what? If this is the team he would play – all I'm going to do is ask, why did you choose this team, and can you give me some advice? So I went back to the forums. He gave me some great advice. You know, this is what I would do. Some people wouldn't do this. And I wanted to tweak it. I wanted to give it an extra team reroll and drop a thrall. 
But I thought, you know what? If it's good for him, I'll I'll give it a shot. Yeah. So I just took his advice and tried my best to play in the play style he suggested. You know, some people might say that that's kind of cheating. They're going crazy. You know, do your own thing. It's really it's realistically our second tournament ever. So, it, it is, you know, as much league play as we have in the league background we come from, a tournament is very foreign to us. So I, I don't mind taking the advice for tournaments because yeah. I know everywhere else people are looking at other builds too, you know. And in tournaments you don't have – you have very limited skills, so you min-max. Mm-hmm. And I'm the type of person that I would much rather make my team for fun than to, you know, what's the best. I just, I just put together something that I like. Well, I figured I had to go with what's my best options – since I'm taking a team I've never played before, yeah. and they don't come with a lot of skills. Yeah, Amazons are lucky that they do come with a lot of skills. And I was really hoping that, you know, maybe I can win a game, maybe I can t- tie a game. And I went in with the approach of I'm not getting the wooden spoon. There's no way I'm getting last place. I'm going to earn not getting it. You know? Yeah, down <clears throat> on our road trip down there, like I said, we had three hours to talk. We kind of hypothesized what we figured our records would be. Right. And I'm pretty sure I said that I thought I'd get two wins, one loss, and one tie. Right. And I predicted one win, two losses, and one tie. And Brock, who's taken Wood Elves, uh, he predicted going three and one. He just had some confidence. Well, you it's know, Wood Elves. Come on. And it is Wood Elves. And he did very good. He's in a good the coach or- with Wood Elves, too. And he did very good in the Oklahoma Bowl. Yeah. So that's kind of what we were thinking. I figured I'd get, you know, demolished by one of the bashy teams down there and probably tie, you know, and just some other random, you know, if I get a bad draw and get a dwarf team or you get a Norse team or something, I'm probably going to get a tie out of it. But I wonder how we did do. So let's I don't know. Let's break down Wait, round no, by round real quick with us. Well, to start off, the the grouping wasn't so bashy because, you know, you decided not to take a Chaos Dwarf team. That's true. In some of and the- then three other people who were signed up, only one came. That that is correct. One slept in and one had to work. I think. Oh, no, one, one had a family emergency. Yeah. And one guy literally just called in. Yeah, he's like, uh, he's like I'm "Well, tired. I, I, I'm tired. I'm, I'm gonna stay home." Yeah. So we actually do. had 23 people, I guess, signed up on on the website. Three more walked in, mm-hmm. but then overall, there was only 20 that showed up that day to play. But overall, all good people. Didn't have any problems with anyone. Yeah. Before we go round by round. Um, the Blood Bowl community in my short time being outside of my little play group that sits around my kitchen table or Steve's kitchen table, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. We're all nerds. We all admittedly are nerds, enjoy the hobbies and stuff. Some of us love Blood Bowl maybe more than others, but good people. You don't go to a, a Magic the Gathering tournament too often and you hear people laughing and having, having a good fun. time. Yeah. In round one, even hero st- clicks back when that was popular, or even hero I got clicks. yelled at at tournaments. Exactly, I can't believe you would help that other team. That's ridiculous. Exactly, um, I'm there to have fun. The Blood Bowl guys are really calm. Just amazing group of guys. Yeah. We had so much fun playing with the guys from Grapevine or wherever they came in from. Uh, and a side note, also, there was three other guys from Oklahoma from the Tulsa area. That actually drove down too. It was uh, Paul Wright, uh, Chris Leonard, and uh, Adam Brennan. All that, big fans of the podcast. The big fans of the podcast. Uh, they came to the Oklahoma Bowl, so we had six Oklahoma guys out of the twenty. So we were like representing our state and exactly and everything. So we got the nickname the Oklahoma guys or Oklahoma boys. Yeah, Oklahoma boys. We're just jerks. I think that's what they ended <laughs> up calling us. 
But yeah, if we want to get into the actual matchups, my first round was against a guy that we've already mentioned, Jeff Neal. He was playing the Safri Swordmasters. They were high elves? The high elves. And that guy has some painting skills. Dude, his team looked awesome. Not only does his team look awesome and he's able to make cool graphics for podcasts and all, he has a standard bearer, and his standard bearer has his full logo on it. His logo is like the top part of a high elf with a sword and a circle around it. It was amazing. It was just amazingly painted. I was like, okay, this is why I don't paint that much. I'm not going to be able to do that. I know. Every time I try to paint and get confidence, I see something like that, and I go, well, why am I trying? Yeah, when we go to tournament, it's like, oh, my team's awesome. Oh, my God. I suck. (laughs) So how would you do against high elves? I was very happy to get a non-bashy team first off, Mm -hmm. and I I won two to one. Nice. So um, a lot of that helped with the – let me look at this – I got three casualties to none. Wow. Did he run I just hurt, straight 11 guys? I believe he did. So wow. I just started hurting him and hurting him and kept him down. And, you know, he was able to get a touchdown on me, but I was able to put more up on him. So I was already very happy just to get the one win. <laughs> Wait, let me ask you this. Were you, in Cast Cup, I, I talk often, that first game being really nervous. Were you nervous in this one? No. I was surprisingly I get, calm. I don't get nervous about games, really, because, again, I go in for fun. I don't really expect it. Now, we'll get talking about nervousness when it comes to game three. Right. That's an entirely different matter. But Sure. Uh, my first round matchup was against uh, Steve, and I don't know how to really pronounce this. Is it Dupus? D-U-P-U-I-S? Dupois? Let's go with Dupois. That sounds better than Dupus. Let's just go by Steve. Uh, he was a really nice guy. He, he had what I thought personally was the best painted team there. He had a converted orc team. He put Nicks in their armor and painted Those were everything. really cool. Yeah. They were painted really well. They were brighter than a lot of teams. and I tend Which to, I like. And I tend to like the brighter kind of painted teams too. Uh, his team name was just Orcs, 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 which you know, hey. Now are you sure that's an orc team? That is an orc team. Uh, so I kind of want to run a Norse team called Orcs, Orcs, Orcs. Just to throw people yeah. off. <laughs> like, ah, oh, I pulled an orc team. Nope. Okay, it's happening. Why are you named that? Yeah. Our coach is an orc and he made us. I don't know. But uh, so I played Orcs, Orcs, Orcs. Uh, we had a back and forth game at the beginning. I managed to score in the the end of the first half to lead one nothing. I felt like fairly confident since I didn't take a lot of injuries at this time. Mm-hmm. And uh, he actually lost a guy through a foul, one of his blitzers. You know, he had my guy surrounded, so he took the foul. And he actually got busted on it, so he, he lost a, a blitzer. So I felt fairly confident that I could hold on and at least tie him one-to-one. Yeah. And I was r- really happy, you know. It's amazing how your expectations change as the day goes on. You know, <laughs> Before, sure. I'm saying just get one win, I'd be happy, and one tie. So, And then uh, he gets the ball. You know, I get the ball the second half, and I, I kind of grind it out and run a cage and stuff with my vampires. Let me tell you something. Vampires, yeah. anytime you have a plan – they're probably going to implode, and it's very frustrating. I don't know how I survived this. I scored another goal. It's I very won. simple how you survived all these games because you just said it. You're a dwarf coach by heart. <laughs> you cage. You cage up your players, and you go down the field. It doesn't matter if you're in, <laughs> you know, dwarf or you're chaos. Yeah, or that's what Brock says too, but yeah. I don't know. Uh, I won two to nothing this game, so I was like so happy. I was like, I got my one win. 
Definitely probably can get out of this without Especially taking against a wooden orcs. spoon. I mean, yeah, against orcs, I didn't take a lot of injuries. Uh, my vampire team, I didn't mention. I, I took three vampires, but I also took uh, 12 thralls with the strategy of fouling a lot. Mm-hmm. And if I hurt my own guys, I had plenty of bench guys. So uh, starting a new kickoff or possession, I was never, like, outmanned on the field. Yeah, and that always helps. I questioned that at first. You know, listening to Matt Vanderbee and stuff, but it it worked. It was it was a great strategy. So round two, who did you play round two? I played Glenn Harrell round two, and he Glenn was, also came up to Oklahoma Bowl. That's right. He was a Nurgle coach. He has these awesome looking miniatures. They are amazing. That you know, all these little creepy Nurgle guys. Really, kind of how you kind of imagine them. You know, being. They're kind of like demon Nurgle guys because they have some wings yeah. and like look like succubus and stuff. Really cool. Uh, his team name was the Powder Puffs, and he has like a, what I would call maybe a control Nurgle team. He doesn't put like block and mighty blow and stuff like that, but he'll put tentacles and claws and like uh, Hail Mary. So and his idea is just to keep the ball out of his end zone, and eventually he'll somehow figure out a way to score. Mm-hmm. And this team gave me so many fits because trying to cage up and move around, he would place those guys with four strength next to me. And with just thralls, I couldn't ever get an advantage to, to get move somebody out of the way and keep caging up. Yeah. Um, I actually got the kickoff. He stopped me. Uh, he scored. It was one nothing at half. And then uh, second half, I was in desperation mode trying things. I was putting vampires out on an island, you know, which you shouldn't do in case they get bloodlust. But he was forcing me to do something crazy and, you know, basically saying try to beat me this way. Mm -hmm. And um, you were like, okay. With two plays left in the half of the second half, I had a chance to move up. uh, Throw a long pass and hope hope my guy catches it to run in the end zone, Mm -hmm. you know, as long as I don't fall. Uh, fail any of my bloodlust rolls, and so and since you know with Nurgle they have disturbing presence and all those other things that you know really keep you from passing a lot. I had a, a exact lane just enough to get a pass off without any negative modifiers or anything. Jeez. So I gave it a try. I said, you know, you got to win some. You got to try sometimes goofy things. Yeah. You know, and he's like, you really gonna pass? And I was like, I got to. He tried his intercept chance, rolled a four. I threw my thing. The, the pass went off fine. I watched that dice roll. The catch, I couldn't watch. I rolled the dice and walked off, and, you know, he was doing the math. He's like, you caught it. And I was, like, so surprised. Got my bloodlust roll. We tied the game. Jeez. But, yes, I was so fortunate to tie that game. Glenn is a, a fun, super fun player. He, he is <laughs> – a great blood ball guy, you know. He he loves the game of blood ball. He loves to have fun. He likes to win. You can tell. Yeah. But it's like it's playing said, blood ball. It's fun. Like Brock said, he's never seen that guy not smiling. Yeah, Brock actually said that he's like yeah. I've never seen that guy not smiling. And during all of our game, you know, there was not any opportunity that where he was down or anything. You know, mm-hmm. I I even get frustrated when I roll double skulls or something. Glenn never does. So, yeah. I mean, to you guys down there in the Dallas-Fort Worth area that have him as part of your league, because I heard you all talking about him being in the finals and stuff. We heard you talking about how you don't like him. And we don't <laughs> we don't understand it. Yeah, no. we don't understand. No, <laughs> no, he's a real asset to your Blood Bowl community, and keep that guy around. Super nice guy. I really enjoyed playing Glenn, and it was one of my favorite games of the day. Like I said, yeah. I tied one-to-one. I was very fortunate. Yeah, my second round, I was very happy to uh, to be playing one of the younger coaches. He was a teenager i thought it was cool we had two yeah. what i would call younger kids since i'm almost 38 
Yeah, I was played. I played R.J. Duhame, I think, mm-hmm. and he was Norse. I wasn't happy he was playing Norse. Dude, I would thought this would be a bad matchup for you. Yeah, and he was pretty good. I mean, he had his Orphaners that had block, so you know everybody on his team had stupid block, and I had dodge, and that allowed me to stay up. But he only had eleven players. Ooh, and was it? Yeah, it was second round where. In between each game or during each game, just like at our tournament, they were giving away prizes for the first person to do something. So it's the second game. They were like, okay, first person to crowd surf somebody gets a prize. Well, I received the kickoff. He put somebody on the wide zone. I pushed him out. <sighs> that was like the first thing I did. I was like, okay, hit, hit, blitz, boom, out. <laughs> so what did you get prize. for that? What did I get? I got Impact Miniatures Beer Garden Beauty. It's one oh, of the yeah, one of the girls with the mugs. Beer Babe, basically. Nice. Bloodweiser Babe, yeah. N- lovely theme prize for uh, Bugman's Bowl. Absolutely. It was very cool. Um, but he was a good coach. Uh, you know, that little mistake, I, if you want to call it a mistake, it's just he had a guy near the sidelines. I was able to push him out. Would you have pushed him out if there wasn't a prize in the line? Would you have saw it? Probably, I would have seen it, but I probably wouldn't have done it because it meant I had to commit three people to that side. <laughs> right. Um, but my MVP for the whole tournament was my number 13, which was my blitzer model that I gave block to. That was my fifth blodger. And I tended to put, you know... Who was really a lineman, right? Yeah, she's a line right. woman. She has block right. now, so she, now she's a blitzer. Um, she tended to stay in the middle, and she did wonderfully. Like, because she was basically my person to blitz or, you know, to move up and hit, and my c- kind of control piece. I pushed one of his guys out of bounds, so I had the advantage of people, and I think that was just a knockout. And then I was like, "What if I can do it the other side, just to you know give him a hard time about mm-hmm. crowd surf again?" So. The next turn I got it, I pushed another one out just to do no extra second prize, but I tried. <laughs> um, but I think that one was a casual. No, that was not as casually. Altogether, I whooped the kid's butt. Well, the score says. The score. Is this right? Three nothing? Three to nothing. And I, Amazon. Did you just get numbers on Had them? four casualties. Oh, my gosh. Four to my two. And I really think my two was, like, later on. It wasn't early. But I was hurting him. He only had 11 people on his team. So he was doing seven guys pretty quick. Yeah, I was doing my best to, you know, hurt him. In tournament play, man, when you only run, like, 11 guys or so, that could be the kiss of death to you or the most brilliant move ever. I had 13 women. So even being down two people from casualties or knockouts or whatever, Mm -hmm. I still had a full team. Right. That helped a lot. On all my games. But, yeah, um, he did get a little frustrated, uh, deservedly so. I mean, he kept trying to throw blocks, and he was getting skulls. As well as my dice were rolling that day, everyone else's were rolling just as bad. So that's where I got lucky. You know, I I probably shouldn't have beat him as bad, mm-hmm. you know, but I was able to because the dice were just helping me, and I was able to crack that armor. 
As we know in Blood Bowl, sometimes that happens. Any anytime you play a game with one one out of six chance of complete success and complete failure, I mean it's just gonna happen. Yeah. And when their arm is seven, just like mine, it's not hard to break it. Yeah. So after round two we had a little lunch break and we went over to the local pub and had a hamburger. A very cold hamburger because they decided not to break Yeah, me ours. and Steve were lucky to be the two people that they left their food behind, so they were both down. Yeah, they they were. Nice way to squeak the name in. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so we came back, and that was fun because, you know, a lot of it's within walking distance, so a big group of the guys went, and we all yeah. got to chit-chat. Yeah, we were actually talking, and at this point, Brock is 2-0, and who went in our car with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the t- Two of the other Tulsa guys are 2-0. and One guy's, I think, 1-1. One one. Yeah. And... And I have one win, one tie, and Steve's two and zero. Oh, so we're like, man, the Oklahoma guys so far are really representing, and we're we're just happy to you know yeah. be in it. And then comes <laughs> round three, round three, where I played Chuck Laughlin. Uh, he played. If I uh, I didn't say RJ's team name, did I? No, what was RJ's? Leafs Norris team. Longhorns. That's cool. And they were Texas Longhorns. You know, the University right. of Texas. And they were painted orange, so it was pretty cool. Awesome. Being a OU fan, of course, it was fun to beat him. <laughs> um, but Fadekin was the Dark Elf team and was the most frustrating game I have played in ages. It was as good as my dice were doing the first two games. They completely abandoned me. <laughs> and it was odd, too, because, again, I think on this one, I kicked off the ball to him and got the ball out. And I'm going for a touchdown. And all I need is a roll, not a one. Roll to one. Of course. Reroll, got another one. Hey, that's the theme of the day. Right into the end zone, and the ball bounces, and it's out. So that sucked. So then he gets the ball, and he actually goes up on me, one nothing. So I was, as bad as I was rolling, and he goes one up on me, I thought I was done for. I was like, there's no way I'm coming back. It's just so you're not, hoping for a tie at the At that least. point, yeah. Um, but I was able to get the ball back, and I had it at, in his end zone pretty much. And I'm pretty sure I hell married the ball down there, and my person just had to go pick up the ball, walk in. would have been fine. Decided not to pick up the ball. So she's one square away from the end zone. He puts one of his guys by, and then he blitzes my girl away, puts her in the end zone, and I think he goes to pick up the ball and fails, and it goes right next to my woman. So I'm pretty sure, and my memory sucks, so this is probably probably correct, but I can't guarantee it. <laughs> On my turn. Nice retelling. I know. Isn't it awesome? At least I'm honest. But I do know on my turn, I went to go pick up the ball. Pretty sure I failed. But then the ball bounced into the hands of my woman in, in the, the end, end zone, zone with the guy on her. Bouncing ball, rolled a six. Nice. Got a touchdown. Nice. I was like, okay, I can't go for it and get a touchdown. But wacky crazy play for a touchdown, <laughs> that'll work. That's how it always happens, man. Uh, so kicking off to him. And again, I stop him. I get the ball back. I was like two plays left. I just for you know shits and giggles, I'd sent a a catcher down the field, just or a blitzer down the field. Mm-hmm. That was a catcher. It was a catcher because she did not have sure hands. Okay, which came into play. 
Um, center down the field to the end zone. Like I always play for the win. I don't play for the tie. I don't play to lose. I play for a win. Mm-hmm. So I have someone there just in case. The just in case came. I got the ball. I threw the Hail Mary pass, and it scatters, and it's about three squares away from the end zone. So he tries to send one of his people up there, and he's out of re-rolls. I'm out of re-rolls, and he's one square away from the ball, like just to provide a tackle zone or you know, put someone on me and a tackle zone on the ball. Go for it. Falls. I'm like, oh my god! So all everything comes down to this last play. I have no re rolls. I've got a chick with no sure hands, and it's just like I, all I need is just to pick up the damn ball and walk in. That's it. So I'm like, okay, okay, okay. Uh, go roll, get a five, walk in, and I was exhausted. <laughs> I, I was like, oh my god, I. Don't know if I can ever play this game again. <laughs> That's actually the exact same thing that you came over and said to me. You go, I think I'm done playing this game anymore. Uh, it was such a great game. He played great. I, you know, did everything I had to to win, and it just happened that I won two to one. And that one, I actually got out casualtyed zero to two. Wow. So, but again, I had the two reserves, so I still had a full team. Right. That's nice. But it was crazy. But it was so much fun and so great. Usually the really tight games end up being the most fun games, win or lose. But they're so exhausting. Exactly. They're just so stressful. My third round, I played a guy named Steve Collis. Uh, He was actually fairly, from what I understand of him talking and stuff, he's about to join a league. He hasn't been playing Blood Bowl long. At this point, I, I think his record is one win, one tie as well. But I'm not. I'm not really sure. But he's playing an orc team, the Ardballers. So another orc team. So I'm facing the second orc team of the so day. So orc, Nurgle, and orc. Versus sounds, vampire. Sounds awesome. Glad it's not me. Well, I was um, I was thinking, you know, here we go. I'm going to finally get that bash team that's going to pound my face in. Surprisingly, I, I get the ball. So, of course, I take it. I cage up. I try to stall the half. I try to... Score on the last play of the half. I managed to do so. I actually injure a couple of his guys during the process, and uh, you know it's it's one nothing. Then the second half happens. Um, we had some weird kickoff table stuff, you know, happen. And a um, couple plays later, his guy drops the ball and stuff. I managed to get in there with a vampire hypnotic gaze, some stuff, pick up the ball, and I score again. So it's two nothing. And I'm like, holy moly! <laughs> Uh, there's not really enough time left on the clock unless something crazy happens for me to lose this game. Yeah. Uh, so I might, I'm going to maybe get two wins this tournament. That's great. Uh, something else happens. Long story short, I have a thrall that somehow, I throw a pass to a thrall, and he goes for it in the end zone and falls down, but he has nobody around him. No orcs are close enough, so the next turn I, my guy pops up and recovers the own ball in the end zone. So mm-hmm. I go up three nothing, and really skate to a fairly uh, easy win. The first half was not easy. I, I ate up all my re rolls, but the second half—I mean, the first half—I was rolling double skulls. When I did get bloodlust, it rolled that one. I would re roll it, get another one. Blood Bowl is so weird that way. And then the At second half, half, the games completely shift. 
Once the second half hit, I think I ended the game with two rerolls. Yeah. So if you do that with vampires, you're doing pretty good. Oh, yeah. So first half, everything bad, even though I still managed to be up one nothing. Second half, it was just, you know, everything was going my way and bad stuff was happening to him. So I'm I'm two oh and one. Uh Brock who came down with us, you know, he had close games at this point. He's three and oh. He was in third place in the standings. Right, and I was in first place in the standings. Steve's first place in the standings. Uh, Chris Leonard mm-hmm. from, from Tulsa, Tulsa is three and zero, and second in the standings. Uh, Brock is third place in the current standings. This is going in the last round, and I'm assuming somehow fourth. I'm fourth through tiebreakers and yeah. everything else. So the Oklahoma boys or the Oklahoma boys have four I out of four of the top spots. I think we were the top five too. So I think Paul was fifth. It was close around there. If not, he was sixth. Right. Yeah. So, you know, they set us down before round four, and they said, now listen, guys, it's 100% by standings. They didn't run the tournament like we did. Mm-hmm. In the Oklahoma Bowl, if you made it to the final game as a top two team, you stayed the top two no matter when yeah, wins or draw. Yeah, basically goes into a championship game. And the winner of that championship game is the champion, and the runner-up is the runner-up. Right. And so they let us know going in that no matter what happens, we're going by standings and tiebreakers. So we Which were cool with that. fair. They, yeah, I mean, that's fine. They said that from the very beginning. Yeah. They were just reminding us. So It's not it, how we prefer it, but, I mean, that's certainly fine. That's their prerogative. As long as I know going into it, I yeah, can't complain. I can't complain. So I certainly can't complain. So I have the daunting – Steve draws Chris Leonard for his final game, which is Amazon's versus Dwarves. Which I really did not want to fight – and this dwarf team had the uh, death roller, the death roller, and what is usually a kryptonite to Amazon's uh, tackle, right? I'm pretty sure and most dwarves. of his team had tackle. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they right. were dwarves. And yeah. so I figure I'm out of luck because I draw Brock, who has uh, the wood elf team, the wood elf team with you know the war dancers you can't stop with sidestep and the yeah the game previous to that, his coach tried so or his opponent Adam. Tried so many times, three die blocks on uh, the war dancers, and got pushes. And Just got pushes and pushes and pushes. It was very frustrating. I've been there, so I understand Adam's. Uh, but then uh, you malice. play Brock, so I play Brock, and I realized that he's a one up team. He's going to score, and to be fair, I knew in some ways. Uh, Brock's played in our league before, and Brock's little thing always joke is is that I can never beat you. And even the night before in the hotel, we played one half just to get familiar with our teams. And I was up one nothing on him in the half game. But I knew in some ways I kind of just had a little mental edge. And it's the same way in our league. You know, it always helps. Somebody that beats you more, you know who beats you more. So you yeah. you're kind of have the pressure on yourself. So I knew I kind of maybe had that. And I thought, you know, at the very least, if I can tie this guy, it knocks him out of the championship – it you know it keeps me around to to finish good going two wins and two ties, so I was you know at the very least going for you know just to better myself and my record as a vampire coach. Mm-hmm. You know I wasn't satisfied with just that one win and one tie. I wanted to get better. You know, oh, and, of course. and I'm at the top table. So my strategy with Brock was is don't let him have the ball if you can avoid it. So he gets the kickoff and. You know, he said at the time, I think I just made a mistake. And he took the ball right down the field. So he says I might have made a mistake with his placement. He had a guy next to his catcher and stuff. But his catchers were had block and dodge on him. Mm-hmm. 
So this is when, and all day I've been utilizing wrestle in the scenarios where, like, I had to get the ball carrier down mm-hmm. but didn't want to do that with my guy with block because all that would have been is if on the block dice that would have been a standstill. You yeah. know, st- they stand together. So I took the approach against his war dancers and catchers to use the blitz with my wrestle guys because I just figured I had a better chance to get him down. And I, and I really did. Cause you do, he, absolutely, yeah. So I made sure to get the advantage on his catcher, and elf catch, what elf catchers only have two strength. So I blitzed him with the um, the guy with the wrestle. And I was so prepared to blow re-roll even that first turn just to get this guy down and maybe mm-hmm. get the ball away from him. So it worked. I didn't even have to use my re-roll. And then I grabbed the ball and I caged up. And... I lucked out also, you know, Brock had just 11 guys. He didn't actually occur a lot of injuries in his previous three games. Right off the bat, I knocked one of his guys out, and then, like, the second turn, I knocked one of his catchers in the casualty box. Yeah. So I knew by getting numbers on him that I could eventually maybe overtake him. So I ran the slow cage as slow as I could possibly go because I wanted to score on the last play of the half and not give him any time to score. Uh, his tree got stuck in the ground, which was good for me. Mm-hmm. And so I slow rolled it. Brock did everything right to to counteract that pretty much. I mean, I don't know in his shoes what I would have done different. Yeah. Uh, so I slow rolled it, and he started plugging up holes. And, you know, then again, my vampires started imploding on themselves. So he forced me into a situation where I didn't know what to do. But I started, like, looked at the board. I started pushing all these guys around, you know, where you push a guy into a a bunch of squares so you could push another guy mm-hmm. back. And I managed to actually break free with my guy with the ball, and I would have had to sprint twice to score. And, or go for it twice, I'm yep. sorry. Jeez, that's second edition. <laughs> well, it used to be called sprint. <laughs> Anyways, go for it twice. I made the first one. I fell in the end zone on the second one. Mm-hmm. Next play, Brock somehow gets a guy over there, picks up the ball, and throws a long pass down the field like a punt. Yeah, He throws it. It's a good play on his part. He made sure that it was out of reach of all my guys. So the, I blew my opportunity to score. And really how I thought the game was going to go is Brock was going to score in two plays. Hopefully I can score in the next six plays. And then he kicks back off to me and I can hold the ball for the rest of the half. Yes, Mr. Dwarf, coach. We all know how you play. So uh, so it was 0-0 at halftime. We look mm-hmm. over at your board and you know the score was very close too. So we And can- with the way the rankings go and the way the rules are, Either one of you could conceivably win if we tie. Yeah, if you and Chris somehow tied and maybe not got bonus points, Brock could de- definitely would have been the winner. Yeah. And I could have maybe squeezed into a first or second place, depending mm-hmm. on what happens. So he gets he kicks off the ball to me. I cage up. I slow roll the field. I'm starting to get really pounding numbers on him. Long story short, I get all the way down the field. I get two paces away from – two squares away from the goal line. Actually, no, I was – one. Yeah, I was two, one space away from the goal line. Brock has three guys on the field. He goes ahead and takes this war dancer, dodges through a bunch of tackle zones, leaps through this to do a, a three-dice my-choice block on my guy. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I don't know if I want to throw three dice. I don't have any rerolls. I made him eat up his rerolls. He goes, I don't know if I want to do this to you because surely – you're going to get a push, and you're going to win the games. Sometimes you have to. So he chose to take a minus two dodge into another tackle zone just to get two dice on me, my mm-hmm. pick. So he does that, and he rolls uh, 
he rolls an explosion and an explosion with an exclamation point. So my <laughs> vampire goes down, and I think, and shit, I just lost the game. Mm-hmm. There's only one play left. I have vampires. They're bound to blow up. Uh, and he keeps the guy right next to the ball. He has sidestep. So even if I don't knock, I have to knock him down. And if I do, he could bounce the ball to one of my guys that I don't want to have the ball. <laughs> so uh, I make some moves. I have some guys that want to bite my thralls. I choose to actually try to hypnogaze his war dancer because I figured I have a better chance at this. Yeah. You know, I only need Just a get rid of the tackle zone up. so it's mm-hmm. easier to pick up the ball. Pick up the ball. Well, I miss with my first one. So then I try with another vampire. Well, I missed that hypnotic gaze. So I decide to burn the re-roll right then. Now, I still got to pick up the ball with another vampire that's down on the ground. I figure it's more important to get that tackle zone off of him so he can't follow me around. Probably, yeah. And make three rolls through tackle zones because we're all bunched together, even though he only has three guys. I get the second hypnotic gaze. He has no tackle zone. I get up my vampire, I close my eyes, roll the roll for uh, <laughs> bloodlust, I roll a three, so I move right over, I roll a, I, th- I think a two on the pickup, because you know, I get a plus one and I already have four agility, and then I walk in the end zone. He has one play Jeez. to set up, uh, the kickoff table didn't favor him to make the time clock go back or anything. There's not one on there. Well, there actually was the Bugman's thing that said it moved forward, it was just like the real kickoff on the kickoff table. It only moved forward, though. It wouldn't move backwards. We had that come up in one of my games with uh, the first uh, Steve I played, and they said it actually moves back if you were on the last play. That that was the rule. Oh, okay, I was say, it's not in the rules, though. Right. So, okay. yeah, it didn't. It wasn't as clear as it seemed. Um, so, yes, I win one to nothing against Brock. Jeez. He held the ball one play, and then he held it to pick up and punt it down the field. That's insane. Uh, so that's how you beat an elf team. You don't let them touch the ball. So what happened <laughs> in your game, Steve? Let's see. I played Chris Leonard, as you said, the Gray Mountain Runaxes. And oh, I didn't say Brock's team name. They were the Athlorn Tree Huggers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, stupid dwarf teams. I, I honestly thought you were dead. I thought I was dead. I mean, I've got a decent number of people. He's got a death roller. It just didn't seem to work well. And he had 11 people and a death roller. So I was thinking maybe I can attrition him a little bit, but realistically, he's dwarfs. It's not going to happen. Right. So they're not going to move. They're not going to get injured. Nothing's going to happen. I received the ball, I believe. Yeah. And I went in. I was able to pretty decently dodge around the sides and get my guy on the backfield and go down the field and I could have I got the ball and I could have just stood there a little bit longer I really wanted to stall and just crowd people around and wait for seven turns put you know maybe injure one person somehow so that he's forced to use the death roller and he only gets it for one turn. I thought that's the best strategy. There's no way I could do that. So I saw the death roller on the bench and I thought, man, if you could hurt one guy and somehow make him just yeah. use that for one or two plays, it'd be but perfect. As slow as the dwarves are, when the pitch is only 13 squares, it's not that 
long until they get to you. So I decided to go ahead and score. I had a decent number of people, so I thought, you know, Death Roller can only take down one person at a time. And realistically, it wasn't as bad as I expected, because it doesn't have block. And it, it just, like I said, can only hit one person at a time, so... Um, I'm pretty sure... And again, I I was too busy looking at what I was going to do in the future than look at what he was doing then. So I'm not sure exactly how things all played out, but he scored right before the end of the first half, I think. Or right after the first half, one of the two. So it was one-to-one. One. And then it just became a scrum. Like, the ball was in the middle, and... He kept putting people around it. I kept pushing people away. I kept trying to knock his people down. He kept trying to knock my people down. And there was so many times, like the second half, he had the ball, and he's working his way down the field. Again, it's one-to-one, -one, so if he scores, I'm pretty much SOL. Yeah. He has the ball in a runner's hand. He's in the middle of people. I was able to get some people around behind him, and... You know, I'm blitzing in. I'm making dodge rolls w against people with tackle, you know, but succeeding. And I am throwing blocks, two dice, his advantage. You know, three dice, his advantage, whatever. Whatever I had to do to get that ball out of that guy's hands. And I would dodge in, hit the guy, two dice, his advantage, and I'd get a skull or something, he'd take it. So I'd re-roll. I had four rerolls. Three of my rerolls were used that way. So mm. every turn, I was basically up his butt. Just, you know, blitz, try to hit the guy with the ball, nothing. Reroll, nothing. Blitz, hit the guy with the ball, nothing. Nothing. So this whole time, I'm just doing everything I can to try to force him into this. And actually, this is before he scored. So, because I remember now that. I was putting so much pressure on him, he was forced to score early, which gave me three turns to try to score the winning touchdown. Mm -hmm. So, again, no casualties. This game, no casualties throughout the whole thing. It's great for me. doesn't matter for him. He's, he's dwarfs. But I've seriously expected to get just demolished casualty-wise. But So, you know, I've got, you know, my whole team. I've got three plays going up against dwarves. There's a decent chance I can do something here. All right, so it's one-to-one -one at this it's point. It's one-to-one. -one. He kicks off to me. I get the ball, send my women down the field, draw his forces, you know, split them apart. And I had a chance. I, with two turns to go, I hail married to my catcher who was about – uh, two squares away from the end zone. And he didn't have anyone near. And the ball, I guess I didn't look at it. I put it three away from the sidelines and didn't think anything about it. What are the odds of bing, 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 out of bounds? Well, it happened. So bing, 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 out of bounds, and I got screwed. So it goes out of bounds, goes to the other sideline where the goal line is, goes out of bounds again, gets thrown in like five spaces, bounces to the sidelines. So he puts one of his dwarf guys there 
and I'm able, I have a chance, still have a chance. All I have to do is go pick up the ball and I think make one go for it. Uh, he has a dwarf guy there with tackle, so I wasn't even able to pick up the ball. Didn't have any rerolls. So you ended in a tie. Ended in a tie. One to one, no casualties. So what does that mean? Which means there's not a lot of tiebreakers points as well as, because we got bonus points for right. more casualties or more if you won by two or right. if you won by three. So that game I won three nothing with four to two casualties. That won me the championship because I had two more points than you, I think. That's right. So what Steve is saying in the longest form is uh, after they tallied everything up, Steve finished first. Sure did. He was the Bugman Bowls champion. Ashfall. Scorchers. Ashfall Scorchers, Bugman, Bugman's Bowl champion. He had 226 points. I didn't see how many, but yeah. You had 226. Okay. And I've, me and Chris actually tied with 224 points. So it went to... And Chris was my opponent. And Chris was his opponent. Yeah. It actually went down to another tiebreaker, which was touchdowns. Mm-hmm. And I had Chris beat by one on that. So I won second place, and Chris got third. Which is amazing. All the Oklahoma guys go down, and we dominate. That's right. So, collectively, all the Oklahoma guys went 17-4-3 uh, and three for the, the week end. That's only four losses between six of us. And to be fair, two of those losses are against other Oklahoma guys. Exactly. At least. Yes, because Brock beat Adam, and I beat Brock. Yeah. So. I don't know who beat Paul, but. I, I don't know either, but so we did really well. Uh, Paul took uh, best offense award. He was playing Slan. He was playing the, the Slan team, Go and so not, I think so. We took like four awards out oh, of like Adam six. Took best painted. Adam did get best painted, so we took five awards out of like six or seven awards they had there. Yeah, and Bill was sure to give everyone a hard time about that too. Oh, yeah, Bill, who's putting this on every time, he's like, is uh, this award going to a Texas guy? So third was, place, is this going to someone from Texas? No. Okay. Yeah, so he gave us a hard time being from Oklahoma. He not said, us. <laughs> he he, he gave them a, a hard time. He teased us a little bit about, like, not coming to this tournament or something, something yeah. goofy right at the beginning. But it was fun, despite us getting trophies and, you know, going undefeated. It was very fun tournament. Yeah. I do look back since Steve's bragging about he got a little Mikey a little yes, award, which I did, is the, the Swipcast Championship Series trophy. I think the second or third one given away. Right, and I tease Steve because if I wouldn't have failed that go for it in the first half, I would have won two to nothing, theoretically, and my tiebreakers would have been as many as him. No, I'd have had two hundred twenty-six points. I think I would have had more touchdowns though. I don't know about that. Pretty I could, sure. Uh, we can look Let's right look here. Let's look it over real quick. We would have been. Uh, I would have had one more touchdown than you. Eight I to have, seven. I have eight. No, you don't. Three, five, seven, eight. Okay. Well, anyways, I'd like to tease him that. So I then could, it goes. I could have maybe tied him. It doesn't matter. Casualties. It doesn't matter. Steve is the Bugman Bowls champion. I sure am. So uh, congratulations to Steve. Thank and you. Thank I you. I am uh, second place with vampires. So yep. you are listening to both down the only the Blood Bowl number one podcast with somebody that's won a tournament and the runner up in the same tournament. That's true. None of the other ones have done that yet. Not at all. Not even close. Maybe I don't. Know. I don't know. We don't pay that close attention. So once again, uh, we'd like to just thank all the guys down at Bugman's Bowl. We know uh, it's 
It's rare that we're going to get to actually play in tournaments because there's not a whole bunch of them around here. But we'd like to thank all those guys again, Area 51, for putting on a great show. Uh, Jason, his wife, uh, Bill, thank you guys all so much. We had a great time. And if you're listening in the Texas, Oklahoma, any type of the southern area of the United States, you have no excuse you can If the Tulsa guys can drive there, that's about a six-hour drive, so you can too. So next year, make sure you hit Bugman's Bowl. And Oklahoma Bowl. And, of course, the o- Oklahoma Bowl. Although course. I'm sure we'll talk plenty about that. Next year. Around or next year. maybe later this year or something else. We might have another tournament still left <laughs> in, in, the, uh, in the chamber, so to speak. So... All right, we're going to take a, a quick break, and we're going to come back with some shout-outs, and then we're going to wrap the show up. Sounds like a plan. Anybody got any more of these flies? Wait, what? No, what? I'm on. Oh, sorry. Quite a leap here. You listen listening to both down with famous frog lover, Stephen Scott. Now it's time for more yammering about Blood Bowl. <laughs> All right, we're back for some shout-outs and some thank-yous and everything else before we wrap up the show today. We hope we know it's a little bit extra long, but we hope you enjoy it. And Johnny likes to talk a lot. Man. That, that Although we like to talk to him. So. But that's because he's really influenced by us, and I think he really has a hankering to, to really want to be on both down. Well, He, he wants to be our third wheel. He doesn't have an outlet for his creative energies. You know. He's just got G-Dub. Yeah. <laughs> Which he can keep. He can keep G-Dub. So once again, uh, I'm gonna, I'm also going to link these things up on our website when we post the uh, new episode. Uh, I want to give a shout-out to The Blitz Magazine one more time. We talked about it earlier. I'll, I'll put the link up on the website. you really got to check this out. These guys are really enthusiastic about Blood Bowl. It might even give you some ideas, maybe even to just a, a, you know, a color scheme. something on your own, yeah. Uh, or a color scheme, you know, oh, to yeah. paint your own team and stuff. So check those guys out. And they do it every quarter because it probably takes about three months Jeez, to get that together. it's 120 pages long. Yeah, of I course. Know. Uh, I'd also like to, and I might mispronounce his last name, Greg Kubley. I believe it might be his uh, his last name. I played this guy, and his username is Greg Kubley mm-hmm. on, uh, on Fumble. Uh, that's G-R-E-G. K-U-B-L-Y. Get a hold of this guy on Fumble. He's one of the nicest guys I've ever played on Fumble. We played in the uh, three-die block Highlander 2 League. We had a great game. He he kicked my butt, <laughs> yet we had a blast the whole time. He loves the flavor and the fluff behind Blood Bowl. He also loves to play Blood Bowl. We, t- we talked. We never had a, a sore spot, even when he was killing my guys on the first play blitz of the game. Yeah. Uh, great guy to play fumble with. So I talk about the people that I get upset with on fumble. So I figure I better give a shout out to the guys that do a great job out there. And it's good always good to know am- throughout ambassadors there. to fumble. We have heard, or at least I have, of other people complaining about finding less than stellar coaches on fumble. Mm-hmm. But it's good to know there are actually good ones out. Yeah, there. Yeah, I played his chaos pack team against my uh, Norris, and I, I lost uh, two to three. But we had such a great time, and that's good. Yeah, I hope I run across him again and play him again in the future. So, uh, once again, I know we did it in the last segment. Give a shout out to Bugmans and everybody down there and at the Bugmans 51. Bowl and Area Fifty One. Uh, Top notch, fun tournament. You know. I had a great time. It, it was it was an awesome time. I look forward to hanging out with those guys 
you know, whether we play Blood Bowl or not again, you know, yeah. we're starting to make friends and connections in Texas. So we, we look forward to those guys coming up and us coming down there and really growing the Blood Bowl community here. Okay. And I just wanted to give a special shout out. Uh, as you may have heard earlier, we had a bumper made by Not Us, and that was made by Arthur Inkpen. He sent a few bumpers and uh, have to clean up the quality a little bit, but still works, sounds good. And if you guys out there want to make your own bumpers, feel free to do so. Yeah, it's real simple, guys. As, as you know, our bumpers, you know, for each segment is the formula is is, is as simple it's real as simple. It's like and you can play with it. So it's like this is insert character name position for the team name of your cho- choice, and you are listening to both down now. Here is you know one of our segments, whether that's homebrew, house rules, tournament talks, shoutouts, or just something made up that you want to do. If yeah. you got an idea for a tournament, make one up. We might do it. Exactly. So if you are a fan of both down, you know, and you have you can pod, you know, create your own recordings or whatever yeah. for the podcast, please do so. Send them to us and if if the better the quality, the better, but even if it's not great, we'll at least listen to it and if we can clean it up enough to put on the air, we won't happy to do so. Also, want to give a shout out to our contest winner because we did put a contest last month for Was this the iTunes whoever rates us yep, in the whoever last did the most recent iTunes Awesome. Who's the winner? We lucked out on this because actually I was emailing the person at the time and he was like, Oh, that's awesome. I'm gonna you know, I've enjoyed you guys and I just got done putting a iTunes review up. It's like, really? Because <laughs> we're just going in to make a recording and congratulations. <laughs> that was about fifteen minutes before this yeah. recording we so, so Andy Brandt, the the man who runs the Rat City Rumble, really good guy. Uh, they just had their tournament this last weekend, and it looks like it went really well. They already got the results and everything up on the website. So he gets a pair of Oklahoma ball dice. He sure does. And what a lucky guy. He is, because that might be the last we have of those. Mm, collector's items. Unless you go to West Coast Quake. And Dennis Boland's running West Coast Quake in the middle. Well, I guess March 17th coming up real quick. But we're sending out some West or some. It's actually a two day tournament, so that's 17th and 18th. In oh, Las that's Vegas. very true. Yeah. You can get Zelvis, the zombie Elvis. Yeah. Uh, but he sent us a lot of product for our tournament. Great guy. Uh, didn't get a chance to make it out there this year, but we'll be hitting Vegas next year for the team championship, I'm sure. And But we should be sending some of our re- last remaining Oklahoma dice over to him. Hopefully to give away his prizes. There are going to be collector's items. And um like to re- remind you guys that you can uh, check us out at bothdown.com if you're you know viewing us through iTunes. Or you can go to iTunes and subscribe to us. Either way, feel free to leave a, a rating for the show. You know, give us five stars if you think we deserve it. Give us three stars if you think we deserve it. We no, just like give us five stars if you think we deserve three. Just I would actually, send us an email telling us why. <laughs> Steve doesn't want uh, real feedback. No, I want real feedback. I just don't want it to show up in reviews. <laughs> I just want reviews. So either I'm, way, I'll, I'll take as many emails as you want to podcast. Was it both down podcast at gmail dot com? That's correct. Just send an email. Tell me how bad we suck. How much you love us. Got some great emails from South Africa. From Australia, from anywhere. Yeah, so keep all that feedback coming in. Anybody we, in South America, I'm I'm curious if there's anyone down there listening. Because uh, we've gotten everywhere else, except Antarctica. But we got an email from South Africa. 
South America. Oh, South America. I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry. So, yeah, keep all that, those emails rolling in. That's bothdownpodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us at bothdown, at bothdown on Twitter. You can also follow myself at Fat Finley. That's F A T F I N L E Y. And you can follow Steve at Kilowog2814, which is K I L O W O G 2814. And just, uh, just, if you're on Twitter, follow all three of us. We'll follow back, and we'll uh, keep the laughs and blood bowl community just rocking. Hopefully. Yeah, I've been tweeting out a lot of fluff stuff lately. I like to just randomly search for blood bowl and tweet out people who have no idea that we exist. Yeah, I noticed that uh, you're tweeting out, like, this is the Bugman Bowl champions, and you're not saying anything about the second-place vampire team. Yeah. That was just ran by the f- eh, first time with me. Not really true second place. I mean, by points, yes. Jeez. Our but. record is the same, sucker. <laughs> and we played a, pre- a pre-tournament game, and we also tied in that. So. Yeah, our record might be the same, but I'm so maybe sure we, I have the bigger trophy and the other trophy. You know what? In hindsight, I've been so happy with second place. I would have done know. whatever. And now it's I'm so sitting sad. here whining. We but need to have a both down throwdown. Both down throwdown. Well, we might do that someday. That'd be kind of fun. Anyways, is there anything else, Steve, you want to cover? Because I, th- I know we've covered a lot this show. Yeah, we've covered a lot. Again, Slurpcast. Uh, shout out to 3 Die Block. They're going to be running a tournament soon, 3 Die Brawl. Don't know if we'll be able to make it up to Iowa, though. Well, you never know. It's a long ways to I go. I haven't done my taxes yet, so maybe some extra money will come my way. Well, I mean. We know you're not getting money, but... <laughs> you don't know that. Yeah. Uh, other than that, I think we're good. If you have any content, send it again to both down podcast at gmail.com. Bumpers, if you want to make a commercial for your tournament or a fake commercial for us to play, we don't care. If it's fluff-related and it's cool, we might air it. That's right. So, uh, once again, check us out, bothdown.com. And and we will talk to you later. Right? Yep, we're out of here. Yay. I deserve first. But you didn't get it. Both Down is a production of Couch Pirate Radio. Please drop by couchpirates.com to hear more of their podcasts. I, like Steve said, he, he said we feel like the judging committee. I, I feel like we're like the the quintessence from uh, the Transformers, where we're up here and you're presenting yourself, and we turn our little heads and go finish him or <laughs> <laughs> decision. Do y'all know what I'm talking about? No clue. I, I, yeah, somewhat. Do you remember Transformers? Those little floating things they had like five heads. This was after I mean, the movie. Oh, that does sound so Af- familiar. After the cartoon movie or the new movies? The cartoon movie. They were in the cartoon movie. They had the the five heads. They were yeah. floating. I think they were called the quintessence. I think or the quintessence. Okay. Quintessence sounds right. Or something like that. Anyways, they rotated their little head and they had judgment. Oh, okay, yeah. Approval and they. I don't know. Bad reference. I'm sorry. No, that's cool. I'm gonna look, look that up and I'm gonna put a link to whatever I'm talking about on our bothdown.com. <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest. I'm not a huge Transformers fan. And I wasn't when I was a kid. I was all GI Joe. This interview's so. over. Oh wait, no. Sorry, like, no. GI Joe. I don't. Want- I watched them both. I didn't buy Transformer toys. If this if this was Lurpcast, we would keep talking about this, but we're going to stay on topic here, right, guy? <laughs> you can talk about GI Joe. I bought a bunch of GI Joe when I was a kid.
I bought a bunch of G.I. Joe when I was an adult. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, when the movie came out real real quick, the, the most recent one, I I mean, it was bad, but I had such high expectations because, again, it was my favorite toy. Once I heard Marlon Wayans is in it, I was like, ah. <laughs> well, the I next, guess The Rock's the next one. Yeah, so. the next one bodes to be better. It, it has to be. I enjoyed the, the Rocks, first one. Yeah, you Steve did actually like the first yeah. one. I don't I, – I mean, I mean – it would have never gotten a fair shake with me, though. Sure, so, I understand. You know, maybe maybe it was good at, with a fresh kind of thing. Oh, I mean, they were. I'm not saying it's good. I'm just saying I enjoyed it. Yeah, they're wearing like suits of power armor. Like, come on. Okay, uh, my producer. All right, Kevin. Sorry, guys. My All producer right, Kevin just brought this up. It's quintessence. Are fictional aliens from the Transformer Transformer universe within the TV series? They are the creators of the Transformers. Although in most other fictional universes featuring the Transformers, they have no such status. Although they have several body types, the name Quintesson focused on the Judge Quintessons that have five Quint faces with five unique personalities. I'm going to link that on our site. See, you learn stuff here. Hey, Johnny, since you were a big G.I. Joe fan, did you have the uh, USS flag? I did. Did you really? What are you? Did you come from a divorced family where they spoiled (laughs) you? No, let me explain how this worked. And no, great, I'm so glad you asked this because this is a good story with it. Um, so, you know, we didn't, we were, I would say we were probably middle class to maybe a little lower. So there was no, not a lot of, not a lot of money floating around. But uh, what my dad used to do is he, he, the day after Christmas, our local JCPenney, do you have that down there? Yes, we do. Okay. Um, so I don't even know, if, are they still around? I guess they are. But Yeah, we have one right <laughs> it, by my house. Okay. Yeah. And, um, the one by us was part of this, you know, big mall and it was, they had a giant toy section and the day after Christmas, all toys, every, every single toy was 50% off. So it would be like a family tradition. Me, my dad, my brother, we'd all get up early, go out to breakfast and we'd go to JCPenney's, wait outside and just fill up carts. And it was like a literal shopping spree. And as a kid, it's like the best thing ever. Cause we wow. knew, you know, we would get stuff we would never, ever get on Christmas Day or my birthday because it was half price. And that's how I got the USS flag. Um, I had that set up in my living room. I was like, you know, I was 10 years old, I think, when it came out. And I had it set up. It was like seven feet long. It was set up for, I would say, like four or five days because it took me forever to put it together. And people were tripping over it. My mom's tripping it, stepping on it. And um, after that, it was disassembled, never to be, never to be assembled again. Well, Steve just uh, got one not too long ago, so I was going to brag that I got to play with one even as an adult. <laughs> you, you know what I made sure to do, though, is it came with the Admiral, and that was um, the only way you can get that figure was getting the, the aircraft carrier. Mm-hmm. So um, that, that was, I mean, even though my aircraft carrier was put away in the attic or whatever, when I had friends over, I'd be like, nah, I'd pull the Admiral out, and I was like, <laughs> I'd fucking pull rank on everybody. Nerd cred. Should I swear on here or no? Yeah, um, you're okay. fine. I, I, yeah, pull rank on everybody. Like, oh, Admiral's here. I'm like, oh, you got to put Duke, whatever, put him away. Like, <laughs> Sergeant. Come I on. outrank him. Yeah, totally. And, like, no one could do anything about it because I was the only one with the Admiral. Dude, awesome. I, I had the idea for Under Siege before Under Siege came out because I wanted the flag and I wanted Snake Eyes to be on the flag, and I wanted to get taken over by Cobra, and then him systematically eliminate everybody, just like the Under Siege movie, <laughs> and, and gain control of it back. And then years later, I watched Steven Seagal do this, and I'm pissed. <laughs> yeah, but did you want Snake Eyes to be the cook, too? <laughs> that was Roadblock. Oh, it was Roadblock. 
Wasn't he no, a was, cook? Racist. Was, wasn't there wasn't Steven Seagal under Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. No, but Roadblock so, was the cook in GI Joe. You could say you had the idea for the whole movie, except for that part. Yeah, yeah. That's where Hollywood took over. No, we're gonna make him the cook. <laughs> it's slightly different. <laughs> How long is interview gonna be? Uh, until we're done, I don't know. I mean, we might. Talk Johnny for... rambles. I, I don't we... think it'll be more than a half hour. Nah. Nah. 